Oh, hello there. This is Eddie Rue Lindsay. Just wanted to hit you with a couple sex facts before you start listening to this pod, you perverted preverts. Mmm, yeah. Hey, I just want to remind you that this month is closing out Tripod Month. And no, that doesn't mean try a little something new up there, if you know what I mean. No. Tripod means maybe try a new pod. Hey, or tell, or tell, hey, or tell someone you know about a podcast. Oh, yeah. Why not tell a friend about this podcast? The Jerk. Oh, that's dirty. The Jerk Practice Podcast. Tell them it's available on iTunes. Ooh, I tune into that sex frequency. Um, hey, and make sure to at, tell them or ask them in bed, you freak. <laughs> about ask them for a rate and a review. Mm, a real stinky dink of one, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you do. You know what that means. Yeah. Because if they rate, review the pod, download, and subscribe, oh, I'm getting too heated. That'll help people find the podcast. And that just helps us all come, wink, together to share and jerk practice fun. Hey, check out the Facebook page, too. And then maybe I'll put my face down by your book, if you know what I mean. You do, because that way we get a bigger community. Anyway, hey Meg, can you stop being so sexy and hit it for me? Jerk practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. We're in recording. Really? (laughs) Oh my God, ready or not, here we come. Dude, dude, motherfuckers. <laughs> We're going. All right. Welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. Episode 38. Uh, 38. Episode interrupted. <laughs> oh, just kidding. Episode 38, perhaps. That. It perhaps. is. I'm Hans. Henning. Hello, this is Allison. Special guest. That, that's how I Welcome back, Allison. Thank Welcome. you. Thank you for having me. Second this appearance. Is, this is a treat. Second appearance yes. this time in the, the Long Island City studios. Uh, it was quite an adventure getting here. Oh yeah, because there's you know there's one train to Dahan's to Hood. The seven that is a flagrant lie. There's you know Henning's like oh yeah just get on the seven because you know the bus lets us off at eight and forty. I came in today with my um, one easy train. My, my college students who are going to see Come From Away on Broadway, so I'm saving money by hitching a ride on their bus. Smart. Yeah, I ain't no food. Ethical. Yes. <laughs> I'm not taking a seat away from someone else. Shut your pie hole. Better sit in the back so, of the bus, Rosie. <laughs> would they need a? Would they need a, a, a faculty chaperone no, anyway? No, no they can come with us. No, like I didn't come last fall because I had a craft show. Um, They're but adults. This is a college. It's like Rudy show. Rudiger and uh, Rudy hitching a free ride to go to Notre Heck Dame, yeah, well, even though he could never get in. I'd rather come <laughs> see did. you than go to Notre Dame. But happy to hear it. Uh, yes. Anyway, ethics so, aside. Yes, ethics aside. 
um, Henning says, oh, yeah, you know, the seven train where you are in the theater district over there to Vernon Boulevard. Well, that not is on not on the weekend. Thanks, Ann. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Well, you can't predict what's going to go wrong on the weekend. It's true. And No, I, no. The seven doesn't run on weekends for ever? like the last three months. Really? Oh, Thanks okay. for tipping Ten. me. Oh, I didn't. Guys, I'm in my own. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. a selfish being. So I had a, it was an adventure. You know, I'm wandering around the Times Square station, which is okay because they have that, my favorite of the subway mosaic installations there, the one that's called Losing My Marbles. It's all circles and they're gorgeous. They're just beautiful. So I enjoyed that. And then mm. I tried to follow the directions. I got on the N train. It says, take the N train to Queensboro Plaza. Mm-mm. What? That's what, well, that's what it, that, hey, I was just, I was just following your direction. Sheep. So, so I did. So I went to Queensboro Plaza and I thought, this is exciting. I, I get, it's above ground. Cool. I get to look around. I'll catch the seven from here. No, no, you don't. You catch a shuttle bus in lieu of wow. the seven train. And that, that took me a little while to figure out. And when I got on the bus, I said to the bus driver, um, you're going to Vern, Vernon Boulevard. And he said, yes, last stop. But I heard, yes, next stop. So I got off, so I got oh, no. off the bus and I looked around and like, this is not it, but that's a gorgeous building. So I admired the courthouse for a little while. Oh yeah. And then I um, looked at my map because I carry a map when I come to the city, and I thought, oh, screw it. I think, uh, yeah, I'm going to walk that way. That looks promising. And if after a block I I'm going in the wrong direction, I will turn around and go back to the bus stop. And I I was lost once was lost, but now I'm found. Much more composed. Mm-hmm. Well done. Thank you me. very much. I Close was, second to I was, computers. I was re- is transportation yes. to me. A transportation when you're not self-propelled. I mean, I don't. I. Good heavens! I love road trips, and I and I like maps, and I'll go anywhere in my car. And when I have my car, or it's a a walking proposition, that's fine. But when I have to figure out mass transport. It's it's with all of its arcane rules and route closings and shuttle buses and yeah, and I'm used to it. You and you're a, you're a lady who likes to have things planned. And sometimes yeah. with New York Transit, you yeah. can't yes can't count on that train being being where it's supposed on time to be. Or oh, there is no on time running on the no. track that it's supposed right, to be where it's supposed to be. Yeah, because the last time I was was when we were at the Park Slope Studios, I also had to improvise mm-hmm. on the way back to back to the city. Trampolini's going to get those trains running on time. Oh, sure he is. Hang on. I re- do you remember the first? Oh, give us a raz. <laughs> Close enough. I don't know if that was a fart. But... No, you want... Oh, okay. That's there. a Trump. A real squeaky. <laughs> That's for you. Do you remember the first time, uh, oh, the and it might have affected me differently, that you went into the subway and in New York and then came up? I I'll, I just vividly remember when we first moved here. I guess this wasn't the first time because I'd visited New York, but it was the first time I I was living here. We were in Brooklyn. <laughs> we went in the subway. We had to go into Manhattan for some reason. Mm. And when we came out, it was like in June or July. This was around Casey's birthday. Mm. I was I might as well have come up on the moon. I was so <laughs> discombobulated and hot, and I couldn't. Uh, this was flip phone era. Uh, which I had on in a holster on my belt. Um, I just remember being so like just instant panic, uh, not because of that moment, just realizing like 
I already have a bad sense of direction mm. that I was I was I was doomed to fail for a very long time in this city. Um, well, no one knows where that unless you've been to a specific stop and got out on a specific stairway up to the right. The the street you don't know at first when you walk out on yes, the street exactly. where you're facing yeah. where you're going. You always yeah. have to. Gold block in one direction. But if triangulate you yourself. You're going the right place. Yeah, I've find had the World that Trade Center. I don't know if you were with us. I just remember Fine. our solution was Casey was like, we just have to go towards the water. It's a f- island. It's a long, <laughs> skinny island. Either island. east or west. Yeah. Uh, There's water on either side. And we Thanks, literally Casey. walked oh. the, traversed the entire island. I've heard of other people doing that too. We can't find the water. It's because you're going north. Way north. Speaking of Casey, um, I'm starting to take this personally because the last time I was here, he had some lame ass excuse and he was not here. And I wanted to talk about baseball with him and he wasn't here. And today he is um, in his other identity, not Casey the bartender, Casey the artist. He's at the Comic Con, right? In mm-hmm. Columbus. Spaced. Yeah, which is very, which is very, very cool. Shushy for me to it's say. Very cool and all, but I'm here and he's not. Again, I'm just pointing Second that out. Time. That, mm-hmm. that counts as a list, huh? Uh, what does it say right here in my, my notes? Casey is listed. 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 It's a pretty Clark Kent situation going on here. Is it, it not? Yeah, kind of is. Never see Casey and Allison in the same pod? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Pod man? Yep. No, I wanted to talk to him this time about, he was talking about uh, the customers and vendors at, at the cons and how some of the artists are really aggressive oh yeah when you walk by and he, they they start hard selling you and he, he likes to just and insult just your look, appearance and insult your appearance um and i have similar experiences at craft shows i i don't huckster hucksterize the passersby yeah. when i'm walking around i don't <laughs> necessarily want to be talked to except oh morning good morning mm-hmm. um don't Hey Rube. hey, Rube. Want a table encrusted with mosaic tiles? <laughs> Come and get them. Step right up. What's your favorite color? Oh, I have a I have a um, frame that color. Oh, is that a show a few years ago next to this guy who um, Hans would describe as crusty or scumbag or both? Ooh, who had crusty scumbag? Oh, he was <laughs> he there. was horrible. He was selling the of the bags. these <laughs> like enlarged um, maps of. It's like, I don't know where, whether they were, I can't remember now because I hated him so much that topographical maps or something. Were they antique maps no, or just like no, copies? Yeah, like they, yeah, which is another thing that frosted my flakes about his being at a craft show. This is like manufactured, mass-produced shit. Hell of a printer. Yep. And every <laughs> people would be walking by and he, what's your town? What's your town? And I'm like, would you shut the fuck up? Because now they're they're walking quickly to get away from you and they're not looking at my work. Ah. Uh. Oh, he was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he was scaring I people crossfire. away. I hated that yeah. guy. I'd what forgotten all about him. Yeah. Although, yeah, he was totally unsuccessful, in other words, in getting people over. Well, no, some he, people would. He might have actually got some spillover, too. I might have, except, yeah, well, he would, and, you know, he'd walk out, and they, the pe- pe- some people are taken by surprise, and they say, oh, the Upper Darby, and he's, oh, I got that right here, and then he, he walks over at, um, oh. And hands it to he them. He goes over to them. He doesn't well, wait for them to come over to you and him. Well, he's hollering at them, and if they stop and answer him, he's like a fly on shit. Oh, he's driving me crazy. You could have piggybacked on that, as I would have done with oh, this crusty really? bag. 
is he was asking people for a geographic location, mm-hmm. right? Town? Yeah. What's state? your town? What's your town? Oh, wow. My town is town. Nopeville, population because you. he gives you a town. He throws out town. They say, insert town? You said uh, Upper Darby. Upper Darby. I don't know. You say, oh, the state flag of Upper Darby is red. I have a nice ros- <laughs> red, rosy mosaic over here. <laughs> Boom. Two for one. Double sale. You guys right. split the profits. You're real hucksters, actually. Yeah, I, I, that is not Could in be. my nature. That, that is very Hans of you. No, oh, God. I Always uh, hustling. I always got an angle in sales. My father was in sales, oh, but I could never. No, I can't sell. Can't, I mean, can't sell for the life of me. You know, come and look at my work. If you like it, buy it. If you don't, I do not want to hear. Oh, we used to do this in Girl Scouts. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Or it's just it's just <laughs> tile. You don't want to talk to you people. Anger me with your well, peasantries. Uh, well, no, that, it's true. It, 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 when somebody looks at your work and says, essentially, I could do that. It's like, well, fuck you. Oh, then I go see. do it. That's oh, how you yeah, do yeah, yeah. Go yeah. do it. Leave me alone. If you can't say something nice, don't say anything. Just shut it. Go away. Or it, it get is, a podcast and talk about it there. Oh, you know, I should have, <laughs> if I thought about it, I, my friend Polly. <laughs> that's the spirit. My friend Polly's my craft show buddy. She has an ever-changing range of um products but we like to get stationed next to each other and for our entertainment we've made a checklist you know you see um somebody with a bluetooth headset check um tattoo on bald head Mm. check um adult sisters check (laughs) a lot of those uh, no, that's, that's on the reliable. that's on the on the rare birds list. Adult actually, sisters, but, you would have to ask if they no, were adult. Can, no, if they were if, sisters, if it's obvious from the sort of the looks of them, the genetics. I, we, we, we you can our, go uh, back and erase that check. We in make, my opinion. <laughs> we make our best guesses, um, and you know, backpack, fanny pack, um, suspender, I and suspenders and belt. You know, stuff Double. things that we see. And and we have a list of, of what people say. Like, oh, this is different. I get mm. that a lot. There are very few mosaic crafters, mosaic artists on my circuit. Um, so I get that a lot. Oh, this is different. And that's, I sound so bitter, but it's... It, it's it could be cha- it's backhanded. It, it is. Oh, well, yeah, maybe well. not even intentionally, but it... no. It, but it, it seems to come from. Sometimes it feels as though it comes from people who um, want what we call granny crafts. Crochet, I know them well. Uh, crocheted afghans, quilted table runners, the little dolls that you put over the spare roll of toilet paper. They're saying and, they're saying like this doesn't fit into it, yes. what we expect grannies to make. This is not what we want, and I'm not a granny. Thank you. Um, but no, this is not something we're used to seeing because we're used to quilted table runners and um, the dolls with the three specific twine twigs of hair, right? <laughs> you know, like, South Dakota, like thing. just South. There used to be a well, not, not there still is and always was at the mall. Like I don't know if there still is the craft fair. Probably oh, came yeah. four times a year, and that yeah, was that kind of yeah. Nice cursive painted in either yes. green, red, or blue yes. on and, a and um, coat rack. Or mm-hmm. like a hanging, and it says family. Yes, yes, families live, forever. Love, laugh. And you know what you could always get there? Those roundy, big lollipop suckers that were oh, the, in the design sh- sh- designer flavors, Ugh. like strawberry cheesecake. You know the big ones, <laughs> big, cellophane wrap, like the century lollipops, cellophane wrap. They were always in the um, uh, spherical, always in oh, like spherical, a, not a tree. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
Mm-hmm. And see, those aren't crap. Blue raspberry. The size of a golf ball. Yep. Yeah. Some were opaque. Some were translucent. Uh, translucent. Mm-hmm. Always got to get opaque because they're creamier. Yeah. <laughs> Weird flavors that you never, never would expect. You would never right. imagine. So, yeah, I get that a lot. This is different. And um, Casey alluded to this, too. Um, oh, uh, well, I'll be back. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. You don't have to say that, though. It's because it's, it's generally be- a lie. That's because people like me are uncomfortable with silence. Certain people. That's all it is. Like they're not or saying it to be mean. They're not saying away. it to get your hopes up. They're just like, they have I to, need to they feel like the void. They have to say something. I well, need to fill the void. The thing to say instead of I'll be back is thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't mind that. Um, and when people say, oh, your work is beautiful. Or, oh, you just so much colors, blah, blah, blah. Thank you. What um, about a classic? It stinks. No one has ever said that to me. But if they did, would you respect it? I, I probably wouldn't say. I don't know what I would say. Are you, you're going to show up at one of my shows? No, and I never would. That. But I think I was talking about in previous shows, like like things wow. that happen like that are a blessing because it makes life weird and challenging. I my life is already weird and challenging. <laughs> I don't need rude shoppers. Um, and I was thinking about that. I was thinking about this again yesterday, and I, I would, thought of you. I would cherish that too. I'm with you. It stinks. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd want to know more about this person. And why I'd run after him? Please tell come me back why. and tell me why my work stinks. You're interesting. Wait, so the people who like my work are not interesting? That's well, nice. no, they're not. They're uh, just more of a kind. You I see, see them all the time. I see. All right. Ho hum. Yeah, I was thinking about this again yesterday because I went to the super gigantic garage sale at the Allentown Fairgrounds. Ooh. Which is so much fun. Which is it's a super gigantic. That's garage where you go yeah. to find stuff, which to un- encrust with time. Well, with <laughs> why is it right? defined as a garage sale as opposed to a flea market? You know, I don't know why because it, it is essentially a flea market. But I don't know why they've chosen to brand it as a garage sale. But just because it sounds, sounds super great. gigantic garage sale. It's open air, right? No, it's in the it's in it the it's in the um, in the event hall in the agricultural hall, and did you count how many Confederate flags? I didn't saw? see any. Zero. I was so happy wow. not to see any. I saw plenty of people who looked like they probably have one at home. Sold out. Yeah. Trump's <laughs> America sold out. Yes, four hours after the thing opened, they were sold out. But what you get at Good. those is the vendors are saying, "I can do better on that. I can do better on the price." And the only response to that is, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Oh, good to know. They say, oh, yeah. They say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't haggle. Can you guys do it? I love I, it. Do you really? I, I can't haggle on the selling end. Not that, yeah, oh, I you, can. I can be very petty and cheap, though. I'm trying to let that if, go. Like, just <laughs> when I put something out on, like. Um, oh, as a seller. I don't want to reveal. But, like, when I put it on Craigslist. I like put like the maximum price, maybe even a, okay. a taste over, mm-hmm. so I can get that max. Because you expect but people I re- to haggle, but yeah, because I expect okay. them to hit me with like half. But mm-hmm. when I, they and I'm like, because that's what I want. And then when they hit me with that, I'm like, that's that's not what I put. Like, so I'm, I'm a cheap. I'm <laughs> Wait, yeah. Even if even oh. if what they're offering is something that you're willing to take, you're offended that they're offering it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm offended all the time. <laughs> And can you, when you're shopping, if you and I went to the that uh, estate sale that I saw around the corner, would you be arguing prices? 
I wouldn't be arguing, but I'd need to be offering. I'd be offering like I, Henning on his corner. Always. I, maybe it's only in the weekend probably, but has yeah. guys selling stuff. That's really? always really good stuff at really, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to mention Ooh. it cause it's too good. Always really good stuff at really surprisingly they, uh, cheap, lower prices. Kind of good stuff. Yeah. I feel like they're markup park slope prices. <laughs> even, for a, even for a garage sale. You got to hit them when they're closing. Yes. Because uh, they don't want to load with, that shit up. Same thing with the uh, farmer's okay. market. Yeah. They had an, remember I was, we were walking away last episode. We were leaving. You were walking me to the train and there was like this amazing like chest. Mm. And the guy, I looked on it and it said like a hundred dollars. <laughs> and the guy, chest. Which one? <laughs> chest joke. Um, <laughs> uh, it's oh the tag said a hundred dollars on it, mm-hmm. but the guy was like, "Uh, you want it for twenty bucks?" Oh wow! Which I didn't. Yeah, well, but, I did, but I wasn't. Well, gonna, I wasn't going to take it either, and he didn't want to load it. So that's when you got to hit him. Yeah, and at that point, even if you didn't want it, the fact that he had it marked for a hundred bucks and is willing to offer it to you for twenty makes you want it. Oh, without a doubt. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or makes you think he's willing to go even lower. Makes me wait for the end of the day every time <laughs> now and right. rope him. That's when you say, I'll be back when you're ready to load up. It stinks. I'll be back <laughs> and you're different. No, they don't say, oh, geez. Oh, this it's is not, different. Oh, this is different. Yes, it is. I'm and it's, say you're it's different. different. No, well, that's just rude. Um, what was I going to say? Key markets. We, I have dragged Henning to the flea market on 25th Street. In Chelsea, I used to work there. Really? Mm. Oh, that's it, your as a hum. That's, I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I like that place. That you know, it's it's next to that uh, the church that burned. Unfortunately, very sadly, Saint who's it? The one that had Nikola Tesla in the courtyard. And mm. I used to stay at the the AC or DC. I beg your pardon. AC or DC? What was Tesla? Henning. Remember Henning? Ah, uh, he was AC. Okay. What do we use now? AC. Tesla was Tesla. right. Tesla was right. Tesla won, wins out over Edison. But Didn't he, Edison like keep poisoning uh, elephants like to make his point? N- not yeah. poisoning them, electrocuting, electrocuting them with like Which, a rod. It was horrible. You're gonna you <laughs> joy eat no joy in that work, but you can look it up. It's gross. It's a, uh, no, that's pretty fascinating stuff. He was like, it is in uh, a creepy way. Alternating current, current, you can send massive amounts of it over these high tension wires, and and Tesla was all about. Tons of energy. Yeah, man. Let's do it big. Let's send it all over the country. And te- uh, Edison was like, no, too much voltage. Look what it does to an elephant. You, that would be oh, a... F- give me a sound drop. Um, hit him with a electric. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, he, uh, can you imagine? That would be an interesting time to go, well, I guess because you already know what electricity is. Mm. I want to go back. So the first person that... Uh, uh, paid for Edison to the first person who had electricity in his home was one of these giant magnates. Oh like, yes, um, I, shoot, it wasn't mm. uh, the the, the bigs was not Rockefeller. It was the Chase. bank guy, uh, J.P. Morgan. Might have been J.P. Morgan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you don't you want to go back to like the first time that. Uh, people were in a room where electricity like worked like that would be it's hard to imagine or is it because what what was your reaction the first time you went online Online? was it just like yeah we can do that now 
Mm-hmm. I wasn't like, oh my god. And we were too young to know how cool the it ramifications. was at the time. Like well, I think as humans, we're too apathetic. We're just too, uh, we're too, um, uh, what, not needy. We, uh, too entitled. You damn right. That's uh-huh. electricity. And it's about time I got some of it. <laughs> Didn't know what it was a so, day ago, but yeah. here we go. No, no. It's Finally. Fine. Now I can't Finally. live without it. And indoor plumbing. Yeah. What's bigger, electricity or indoor plumbing? Indoor plumbing. Uh, indoor plumbing because of the because plague. Of the, the, yeah, because of the public health. Yeah. <laughs> Saving okay. lives in the course of human yeah. history. Yeah, probably. Plumbing. Look at that. Just a hundred years later. It's only a hundred years mm-hmm. later in all of human history. We don't have to worry in New York about people throwing you know, sewage running down the street. Dumps on us yeah. on top of yeah. your head. Like that's crazy. People had to walk down the street mm-hmm. and be wary of, of people throwing emptying their chamber pots. <laughs> that's crazy. My my house, in fact, was built without indoor plumbing. I, I live in a little row house in downtown Allentown and it was built in eighteen eighty five without wow. plumbing. So out where the do I poop? It goes? Yeah, out the window it goes. No, um, <laughs> astonishingly enough, in town like that, there were outhouses. They, right. uh, that doesn't surprise me. Like I, community outhouses? No. <laughs> or this one would have had. Well, itself. it would have probably would have. It well, it's a modest little place. It might have shared with the neighbors, but there were outhouses out back. There are people, still people who um, privy diggers. They they <laughs> dig up where the the shit house was, not looking for coprolite but um gold bottles because you that's where you throw your trash down bottle dump down the shitter no pun intended yeah and they they find old bottles and broken wow, pottery that's a and, hobby and yes privy, privy digger is well the privy is the outhouse they only dig it once but they would have constant work emptying it right oh no no i mean um now they dig at they 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 unearth they, they unearth from many years ago right oh they dig up not like Schindler's List like the kid digging <laughs> through the the poo <laughs> he wasn't no, down is, there for this is archaeological reasons <laughs> he wasn't looking for bottles <laughs> oh no oh lord that's a crazy scene yeah Jeez. it's kind of a crazy movie. Well, <laughs> Crazy time. What a weird, what what a a great, hit us with a fart noise (laughs) holocaust. Damn Skippy. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think that that might be the most disrespect, number one disrespect of 2017 holocaust. Check fart noise. Check it off. Right next to adult sisters. Oh my God. Oh lordy. Uh, yeah. If someone if someone describes their farts as deadlier than the Holocaust. <laughs> that that guy's selling maps at a craft fair. I'll tell you that much. Disrespectful. There's definitely the memory of it's a gas joke. It's I, oh, I, I got gotcha. gas pun. Yeah. Yeah. A little where it was going. Little, little oh my god! In there. Like in the gas chamber, like mm-hmm. he who smelt it dealt it. <laughs> Silent but deadly. Oh, yeah. all right, all right, all right. I feel filthy. One more. Oh no, that's worse than fart noise. Okay. Woo. Spicy. Oh no, no, wait, that's not right. Holy heavens! Oh, oh dear, oh dear. That's the title. That's the title of this episode. Holocaust. Can that can be conveyed? That was. Oh, I 
The air horn. There you go. That's officially <laughs> what it then. was. Yeah. I agree. Oh, what was I? I was after, listening. Go oh, ahead. I was going to say, well, after Henning stole a chai latte at the local hipster coffee bar, he mm-hmm. took me into. Edit see... that out, but go on. Oh, I got it. <laughs> he didn't do it on purpose. Marked. Um, he took me to one of the, the scenes of Jerk Practice Triumphs. Oh, yeah. Walked her by the old creek in the cave. Yeah. Oh, the dirty Cree. And we <laughs> <laughs> I love it how you just you just make up a nickname for a place on the spot. No one's ever called it that. That's no one ever will again. This is name for it. I think it that's cool. officially what it is now. Yeah. So I made him get up the on the stage. I could take a picture. Nice. It was cute. The old cave in Creek. That yeah. was the many stage a, that many was... a night spent. Waiting for our turn to get up on stage in the back. Oh, and and the, the backstage, too. Cool. <laughs> Did you go back there? There's that like was five square sumptuous, feet yeah. of space. It I'm sure it looks, looks much better than what it it's looked full like of crap. Oh, no. Really? There's a, there's a Santa he, hat and a walker. There. and We had so it's like many five square feet of there. space. There's a little Including bitty, the bathroom. Yep. There's a little path. <laughs> and multiple acts sometimes are expected to prepare and get dressed back there. I but they have big acts there. Not big, but yes, big. Like Judy Gold, big, and Colin Quinn, big. Hmm. Uh, and and then like regular like road acts or well, New York. They're acts. not doing sketch and changing their costumes no, back no, there no. like us. They still have to. Have they're some waiting form out in the bar. green room, right? Because it <laughs> well, goes out back out of fire escape. Maybe they have a green room downstairs where you can hang out. As you go in into the house, there's a door that says performers and employees only um, right yeah. there. So All I don't right. know what that is. That's hmm. where they keep the drugs. I don't know. They have a great podcast yeah. coming out of there. Uh, cave Radio. Yeah. Oh, last, many, podcast, many last podcast. Last podcast on the left. Judge John Hodgman records there sometimes. Dude. You, what, <clears throat> jerk practice in front of a live audience. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's coming yeah. soon. Lots of podcasts do that. But Lot, if you're on recordings. stage with us, no one will be in the audience. Oh, I <laughs> doubt that. It stinks. <laughs> it stinks. Get Statler and Waldorf there. I, uh, I'm not a scared of a no audience, I'll tell you that. In fact, <laughs> uh, that's where I'm at, at my most home. That's a phrase, right? <laughs> That's where I'm at my most home. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Uh you know, I uh I had all the great intentions in the world of, of coming prepared today, but I really? got, you got, so got underwhelmed. We got, we got oh, stuff. I got I'm stuff. Real Arthur Millery uh, death of a salesman. It, I'm just working bro- too hard. Yeah. And I think I just got two plays mixed up. Hey old no, Gil's he's... gonna do it here. That's Glengarry <laughs> Ross, right? Glengarry Glenn Ross is is a bunch of losers, which so that's not you, and that's David Mamet. He's not a loser mm, right. in Death of a Salesman. Yeah, yeah, he's What's his yeah, name Lloyd L- Willie Loman. Lloydy Wills. <laughs> yeah, is Gill of the Simpsons based on Willie Loman, or is I it? I think it's based Jack on Lemon Jack from... Lemon's who Jack Lemon played in Glengarry Glenn Ross. Oh. He's like, oh, I need the leads. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's Glengarry closer, Glenn yeah. Ross. That's not. Uh, yeah, that God. What a... Arthur Miller, what a downer. Art Mills? But he um, was married to Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, I don't think he was a downer. In I think he got all his. You know what was all right? So I saw. All right, let me let me backtrack and put sentences together if we're going to talk about writing. Um, what 
So I think one, I think Arthur Miller got all of his darkness out in his writing, so he okay. could be this like Playboy celebrity, right? No, did he kill himself or something? No, he, no he didn't. But his, you know, his marriage to Marilyn Monroe, if I remember my theater history correctly, was not sunshine and lollipops. I mean, she was a mess. Yeah, but but that but he, he still had to be in a certain. He was still had a certain joint of Eve. If uh, uh, he I was to a, you've got acquire, no that sounds... If he was to acquire Marilyn Monroe, is that what you were about to That's say? That's very misogynistic. I didn't say it. I'm, I'm, I'm reading your mind. He yeah. would have but, to move in the same social circles. Yes. Well, she was also married to Joe DiMaggio. Mm-hmm. Not, at, not at the same time, but... And Arthur Miller is after that? Uh, I think I'm not sure. Before that. I, I do, too. I think... When was she married to JFK? She was not married to JFK. <laughs> <laughs> I think she was just an affair. reasonably freshly divorced from Joe DiMaggio when she died because until God, for years he and years kept and going years, to her grave, right? He kept say he had fresh flowers sent to her grave. She day. scumbagged him all the time, though, well, right? Well, she was a mess. She she needed she needed a, a um I don't know what she needed. There's a Yiddish word for it and I can't come up with it. But um he Arthur Miller's play After the Fall is loosely based on Marilyn Monroe and it's a sort of a self-destructive um, performer babe type. I, it's been such a long time since I've right. worked on that. We did that one and I was at, uh, working at another college that I don't really remember it except all of Arthur Miller's plays are kind of as Meg said earlier they're beautifully written but they're not happy. Yeah but that's that's what great artists create is angst? Yeah and, oh, and yeah. anxiety and getting it all out like Nobody, Arthur Miller would not have, I'm positing nope. that Arthur Miller would not have been with Marilyn Monroe or, or ran in these circles or been in like the New York, uh, what do you call it? Literati, let's call it. Okay, hanging out at the Algonquin he Club. He didn't hang out at the Sure. I don't hang out with Warhol too. I hear too. that said all the time. Hanging out at. He was hanging out with Warhol too. Hanging out with Dirty Arthur War. Arthur Okay. I, I said it Andy last War. month. I'm saying it again. You need interns. There should be an intern right there with the laptop looking uh, this shit up because we're just making this up. No, no, no. I, uh, well, yeah, I said posit. I said hypothesis. You okay, you I'm posited. saying it now. All right. Uh, if he was a, like just this depressing sad sack as most of his writing, mm-hmm. all of his writing uh, conveys, nobody would want to be around him. So he wasn't. He was like Truman Capote, like, man, oh, doing his <laughs> shucking and jiving. But then- <laughs> German day. You can't say that? <laughs> shucking and jiving? If Arthur Miller Get was... Get the interns on that. If yeah, Arthur Miller was an Eskimo, you couldn't say shucking and jiving. <laughs> but he's not. So... Well, he. I'm not sure. He might. You're saying that he might have been a perfectly pleasant chap to yeah. hang out with because he got all his his darkness out into his work. And I don't I don't know enough about Arthur Miller's personal life to, to rule you on that. You do now. I'm ruling on it. Because he just made it up. Uh... I really like a view from the bridge. That's a, it's, it's um, it's a Greek tragedy like uh, um, Apostocles. No, Apostocles. <laughs> uh, uh, Oedipus. I was going to say. One. Well, the thing about a Greek tragedy is that you know from the beginning it is not going to end well. It is not going to yeah. end happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the story is so beautiful and it's cathartic is the idea. And it, I was reminded of that year, some oh, years ago now. When right, it, the whole thing is kind of based around you know what's going to happen. Yeah, the and people it, yeah. on the characters on stage don't know. It's kind of exactly dramatic irony in 
in its perfect yeah. form. Yeah. And, and you you're just sitting watch there it going, fall apart. Oh God. Oh, this is, oh. But Greek comedies, let's make clear, are not comedies. Are not comedies in the ever. modern sense either. I remember getting burned by <laughs> yeah. that real early. Like here's the difference between drama and comedy and literally I think they just moved a comma. I was like, well, that, what does that mean? Like, well, in yeah, what, what's the difference between a Greek comedy and a Greek drama? Uh, Greek tragedy? <laughs> tragedy. Um, I think it's, it's the happy ending. There is no happy ending in comedies. Well, I don't think we're... I, I think oh, maybe you maybe had to be. Missing a ha ha. I All think right. maybe you had to be there. I don't. I think maybe we're just not the audience for. Off with his head! Yeah. If you made noise in the uh, Colosseum, Colosseum, Rome, amphitheater, the Romans, amphitheater, amphitheater. Wouldn't be, yeah. You wouldn't be no. putting on right. plays in the Colosseum. That's where they killed Christians with lions and shit like that. That's the no, ultimate that's play. entertainment. Yeah, yeah. that's comedy. Forget it, yeah, Arthur comedy. Miller. Oh, real quick on Arthur, Arthur, Arthur Miller. Miller. Um, wait, you're going, my, my, I'm sitting on your line. View from a ridge. Not a view from a, a view from the bridge, I think is my favorite Arthur Miller because death of a salesman, I just want to punch everybody. But a, a damn pen. A, oh God. a view from the bridge is, um, actually they should be reviving that because it's about their illegal immigration features prominently in a view from the bridge. And then you just know. And the other thing about why it's a, like a Greek tragedy is that the, the hero, the antagonist or the protagonist, has a fatal flaw that he right. cannot escape. Self doubt. Is that yours? <laughs> no, that's no. the right. What? Um, in what in the jealousy. case of Loman? Just, I'm <laughs> just saying broad. Oh, you put it broadly out there with any Arthur Miller play, oh, you sure, can probably you hit can it. make it work. Yeah, but I think you from the bridge at um, jealousy. Mm. It's that's yeah. And I remember when. Um, Brokeback Mountain came out that it it was much the same because it, with that movie is a wonderful movie it's relentlessly sad relentlessly sad you just know that nobody in that story is going to have a happy ending and you can just no pun intended no pun intended. Oh my god <laughs> <laughs> beautiful um, and you you they can't be stopped they're hurtling along their trajectory toward doom and there's nothing anybody can do about it. There, the tragedy is, I don't know, it's not the protagonist's fatal flaw unless you call their fatal flaw. Uh, hey, oh, gay. hey. <laughs> <laughs> it was society yeah. driving them. Yeah, to. yeah, very much. Um, Couldn't so escape if, that yeah. all, in all four. Take that Confederate yeah. flag bandana off, Henning. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, they just... Um, yeah, nobody in that movie could handle what was happening. And that was based on an Arthur Miller play. No, not at all. <laughs> nice but, try, though. But would it be a tragedy if it's not the fatal flaw of the Oh, it would, I guess it wouldn't qualify as a classical right. Greek tragedy. Um, but yeah, that's a, it was a tragedy. Um, I think, you know, the other thing you have in the Greek comedies is the deus ex machina, God on a Machine. In Where a machine, got in a Ooh. machine, on a machine. I always heard it as no, I, on a machine. Jesus on top of it. He's a, not riding a machine. Yes, he is. No. Yes, he is. He's got, in the machine. No, no, no. It's it's Deus ex machina is is some really <laughs> obvious thing that comes yeah. in and fixes everything. 
God on a machine comes down and fixes. It used to be very literal. Well, can he ride like a horse? The God- and they didn't have machines back then. <laughs> right? What kind of machine is he riding? I, a, a reaper? I give up. <laughs> <laughs> I have got to study my theatrical history better before I come in here. The thing is that I just... I never was interested in either my theater studies or my English studies in, um, and we talked about this a little bit when we were talking about history, that we enjoy history avocationally. The ancient worlds bore the stuffing out of me. I don't really yes. start getting interested until the second half of the 19th century in all then of those things. Oh, wow. Civil War. Then Post-Civil War, really. Right. Antebellum. No, antebellum before. <laughs> Gilded. Hans. Gildy. The Gilded Age, yes. The Gildies. I like the Gildies. <laughs> the Gildies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, J.P. Morgan, Rockefeller. Is that Robert Ford. Baron? Era. Yes. The Robert Barons. Monopolies. Andrew, trust busting. Yep. Teddy Roosevelt. The stock market also, crash of 1889. Andrew Carnegie's my favorite. He is an interesting character. He's an interesting character because he was kind of a sleazy bitch, but, but at the same time. But he was rags riches, and he had all these philanthropic. Right, the, um, the libraries yeah, and yeah, yeah. Carnegie Hall and things like that. But his partner was also evaporated, and he covered it up. Like at one of his factories, his partner would go like check out um, the steel mills, and an accident happened, and literally like a blast furnace blew are you making things up no, again? No, 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 no. And it just, he just went poof. And Zoltan. Carnegie was basically like, well. Oopsie. Now his half is my half. Good my, old, my, my. It was Ooh. good old Tesla in the machine. <laughs> Tesla <laughs> riding the machine. Electrocuting him. <laughs> Tesla went crazy and ended up living in a, in a hotel on the mm-hmm. uh, uh, what west side, right? That um, still runs on AC current. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, everything runs on AC current, right? Like you know, they all do. I, I can't remember uh, where central, it... only direct only the hotel has it. There's current all over and then there's localized current, right? You're making shit yeah. up again. No, no, no. Th- well, it's All right. We need the power a checker. goes out in the city. No, not, not in the I think AC goes out over the high tension wires. That's where it's high voltage and shit. Then it gets sampled down into direct current once it gets to your house. When you plug it in, mm-hmm. you're taking advantage of Small voltage, direct current, directly out from the wall. Okay. Has to be subsampled down from the from the wires to the house. What was the crazy yeah. thing Tesla was working on that they say he yeah. actually accomplished somewhere in Siberia? <clears throat> the death ray. Yes, the death a lot ray. Of them, an earthquake machine too. Yes. They say. It. They say. A Who's lot they? of things. Yeah. About Tesla. Yes. I can't remember where it was, but <laughs> Is I remember. Is he listed? Are you not I, a Tesla fan? Oh. You an Eisenhower? Not an Eisenhower. Edison, <laughs> Edison? fan? Where'd no, phonograph? Not. No, the phonograph. His breath is somewhere in Detroit. That's good to know. Did you know that? I did wow. not know that. <laughs> John Ford. Uh, or, yeah, John his, Ford was with Edison yeah. when he died. And captured his last breath because John Ford in a believed in a, in, a, in a glass uh, <laughs> test tube. He believed. You, uh, Casey, hang, where are you? He can hanging with a this. jar over his yeah, they both, dying bed. They both are sure. And someday <laughs> it will be true because, I mean, they already can use mitochondrial DNA if you don't have the root of a hair to find out mm-hmm. like DNA. You can recreate somebody from their last breath. <laughs> Talk about God in the machine. I'll say. Scientist in your... the tube. <laughs> that was the theory at the time. If you can, from the last breath, he could have, from any breath, he could have just breathed into a jar at any point in his life. Last one's hmm. the best because it has yeah. a soul. Oh. <laughs> and let's just, again, let's just realize that that was a better time to live in. 
that that if you believe that, that you, you are a happier individual. Like, hey, did you know your last breath is your soul? Mm-hmm. So make sure to trap your soul. <laughs> and that's what I truly believe in my head. So now I live in this amu- amazing, um, well, what it reality is relative, right? So I live in this crazy, fantastical reality where God is probably real, riding mm-hmm. some type of cloud reaping machine <laughs> and your last breath is your soul and there's crazy electricity and it's magic. but we don't know how it works it's right. magic and i deserve it yeah that's see it's a better time to live than now when everything is everything is explained everything everything's explained and again mm. going back to the word of ap- word of the day apathetic you're just like i deserve all of this when it doesn't work I'm furious because everything is supposed to work, which it should, especially mm-hmm. with computers, Gates. Mm-hmm. Because I was thinking about this the other day. Like, there's no reason for it not to work. You set up a series, a, a program that works from A to Z. The only reason it doesn't work is for, from scumbags, right? That's the only way mm-hmm. is that people got into the machine, the ghost in the machine. No, mm-hmm. the people in the machine. And they just, they <laughs> got greedy and they want to take stuff from it. So they dig their finger, dirty fingers between the ones and zeros and pluck and try and get your credit card. If they didn't, if they weren't doing that, if they just went back on the street and just became regular robbers and stink thieves and everything like that, everything would be good and my computer wouldn't crash on a regular basis. But it does. And You're thinking it's choked up with viruses? That's the only thing that can make, make sense because if you have a product, say when- fart machine here, <laughs> you press button. It takes a current to device and it goes. There's nothing in the center because nobody can uh, wirelessly get in in between it. Just disconnect, I guess, is the solution. Back to the time before the the internet. Back to breath. (laughs) The time. The guildies of breath. No one was Ford. He'd have been the twenties. The roaring was that. What would you call that uh, era? Of Ford. The aughts. Oh, the, oh, that was the progressive age. Ah, the progressives. Yeah. yeah. Got to do some change. Yeah, I, I was thinking the aughts to the 20s were the Gilded Age before mm, you guys said something. I think that's, I would consider the Gilded Age the late 19th century. But it okay. certainly was gilded. And it was gilded. That gilded. wasn't even a word also, before it was Twain. was platinumed. Platinumed. Named it. What? He came he invented the word gilded. What? Mark Twain. <laughs> you mean he called it the he age? He certainly is responsible the for word calling existed, it the I'm age. Sure. He's the first one to use that term, but I don't think the word was ever used before. Gilded? Yeah. That's a I, brand new, late I, 19th century word. What? Inventor of words, Mark Twain? Well, we'll, have, to, we'll have to research uh, get, it. It's get, po- get, possibly it, true. It, I expect you to have I, I hired an intern by the time I come <laughs> back. <laughs> My guess is you might be confusing Mark Twain and Shakespeare. He no, a lot Shakespeare. Shakespeare did. You're right. He did make up a lot, invent a lot of words and and phrases. But you know, Mark Twain as well. But, but Shakespeare wasn't real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Correct. It was no. actually like an uh, no, infantile his, prince or or kind of a silly or, prince. His friend Marlowe. <laughs> he was a Marlo? silly. It wasn't Marlowe because Marlowe was too busy drinking and womanizing. It was some Francis prince Bacon? that had like uh, mental problems. Uh, and he couldn't put his name on a play because nobody would take it seriously. Like, he wrote that? But he did because he had heart. Well, I, Allison's I, face I, in the past <laughs> 15 minutes. I'm, I'm just, just agape. I, I don't know what to do with this. It's this performance art of yours. No, 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 no. Again, I think a lot of this is in the basis of reality. Reality is relative. Okay. <laughs> to me. That's like alternate facts, yeah. is what exactly. you're saying right now. Exactly. 
<laughs> hey, raspberry. Victory. Hit us with a raspberry and then hit us with a good one. I guess, I guess there's no reason to gloat. Because why would you gloat? Because eventually. What are you gloating it, about? Oh. Finally, something. Uh, uh, His Trump ate some shit. Trump care went down. And not not necessarily just Trump. That piece of shit, Paul Ryan. Yeah. What do you want to call Rock, Rock, Paul Ryan? A fucking squash? A gourd? <laughs> a piece of shit? <laughs> Some Winter vegetable, Eddie what a monster! Yeah, what a scumbag! He just really desperately wants to hurt people. Oh yeah, right. I yeah. just don't. I don't understand. I don't understand that either. I don't He's understand so vindictive. how there it came to the point at which somebody was saying, "Okay, well, what if we eliminate coverage for you know emergency room care and preventive care and prescriptions and these other things like what the hell's left primary doctors yes what is wrong with you we're not going to cover prescriptions emergency care hospital visits primary it's like wait a minute wait Wait, what does insurance cover then right literally it's just you giving some other guy money yeah and him and and the whole counting it in front of you as he as he spits all that's left is the mandate then just pay for it but name one thing (laughs) other than that i named that would fall under medical care. Yeah. Oh, it's certainly not mental health care. Fuck that. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe once it's crazy this world's gonna get when we all go off our medication, <laughs> our head, our head juice. Woo-hoo. It's gonna get. It's gonna be Reagan eighties mm-hmm. when he pushed everybody out. Mm-hmm. It's to kick everybody off the real medicine that works. That's all expensive and put us all on alternative medicine. Maybe. Oh, oh, is he a homeopath? Oh, you know, I haven't heard he anything about that kind of crap. Nah, that's a not good really with Ryan. No, he's yeah, just pretty he's just an asshole. He's going to put everybody on P90X. Oh, great. What is that? It's an at-home DVD workout system uh, that he uh, swears by. Okay. It's that he does alone in his house. You're a is he a senator? He's a no, he's a representative. He's a congressman. Yeah. He's only a congressman? <laughs> he's only a congressman? No, 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 he's the speaker of the house. Is that a better? Mm, he's the he's the man. The he's the leader. Yeah, he's that's the better than senator. I, you know, I've never. I don't know. You get some people who really make a career in the House of Representatives LBJ? and don't want to move up to Senate. What's if, the if that's of the a Senate? move up, the Vice Senate Majority Leader. Well, the the Vice President shoot. heads up Senate. Yeah, no, that's fake. <laughs> it is. The Vice President has no until this term. The four, number 45, the vice president has held no sway. Let's it, be honest. Two words, Dick Cheney. I take it all back. Mm-hmm. Reality's relative. Mm-hmm. I've been roosted on this one. <laughs> yeah. Shoot right. a man in the face. I got one wrong. Yeah, you're right. Dick Cheney. Dick, Dick Cheney's a weird Dick character. John huh? Cheney, he's a strange dude. Uh, like, but has was anybody any of it, gotten in the inside of his circle? Sorry, Henning. Has anybody had an expose on him or is he that like tight? He's sort of faded away, hasn't he? We haven't heard much from him. But that's Back scary, to the shadows right? from whence Back he to, came. Exactly. Yep. Now yeah. that he's, he, you can get so much more done in the dark, right? I know. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say. Didn't or most of what he accomplished side. wasn't in the official uh, uh, mandates? In, 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 his, the rule, in the book, in his power as vice president, oh. or he was just around pulling the strings, but yeah, and whispering none of what in he ears. did. A, well, yeah, because the vice president capacity right. as vice president. Well, what does the what is the official capacity of the vice president? You have to go back to John Adams, and he was pissed off. He didn't want the job, right? Because okay. initially, the job Uh-oh. of vice president, your vice initially mm-hmm. in the the birth 
of a nation. Birth of this nation. Yes. Initially, uh, in the founding of the first presidency, your right. vice president was automatically who got second, who second came in place. second. That's to you. right. That's right. And that was fine, I guess, because Washington and Adams. No, they were very different. Boston, Virginia, but it didn't really come to head until uh, um, uh, Aaron Burr and uh, Thomas T.J. Thomas Jefferson, mm-hmm. yeah. when Aaron Burr was like, good race, because he was the first one who ran the race that was like, I'm going to say shit about your family. I'm not going <laughs> to be a gentleman. I'm going to do this, this, and this. And then he mm-hmm. was like, well, it was close. I lost. And then Thomas Jefferson was like, yeah, you did. You're out. You're listed. You're done. And then I think Aaron Burr went on to like try and start his own country in Mexico and then became exiled to the Appalachians. Can you confirm that? Um. Uh, Aaron Burr is somehow related to Blennerhassett Island, yes. All right. In, in the Ohio mm-hmm. River between Parkersburg, West Virginia, and Ohio. And his daughter went missing on a riverboat. <laughs> it's true. You know, even when Hans <laughs> is telling us a true story, it sounds... <laughs> it sounds... Well, uh, I'm just saying, she was never seen again, mm-hmm. but they say the ghost ship haunts huh? this certain river, Delaware maybe? I did. So, anyways, know. I'm just saying. I, be I don't know how I got on on that I don't track, either. but oh, vice president's capacity. Mm, vice yes. president was initially your right handing the runner up, uh, the runner up, but also meant to head the Senate. He mm-hmm. was in charge of that. Yes. And then when Adams took the position, whoever like had the more power in the Senate, the majority. Remember this from that HBO series? <laughs> no. Paul Giamatti goes in and he's like, you know, I actually think they're like, shut, no, 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 shut, shut, shut your mouth, shut. We got this. And then they just made him sit in the corner and he was like, ah, oh, fuck. I have no job. I got, I got nothing to do here. So what the vice president does now, sans, what the vice president has done, sans Cheney and now, what's his name? Pence. 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 <clears throat> Six pence, none the richer. Um, uh, Put it on a sign. They, uh, we're all sixpence, none the richer. Boom. Uh, um, yeah, I'm sure they got a lot going on because it's weird when you see creepy, tight-faced Pence behind Trump's shoulder. You didn't see that. I guess you saw that with Cheney. You didn't see... Did you see a lot of... Who was the last vice president? Joe Biden. You didn't see a lot of Joe Biden over... Uh, Obama shoulders at press conferences, did you? Maybe well, I'm maybe being not biased. At, maybe here. not at press conferences, but they theirs is a bromance for the ages. So you would yeah. often see them together. They were buds. They're mm-hmm. still buds. Maybe, but uh, <laughs> um, this is all for the cameras. Vice president. Yeah, they don't. They do it so now. When Where did are it, we going on it? When did it change? Did Andrew Jackson change that when he was all like? To the victor go the spoils. No, I'm not going to take the runner-up, who was my political opponent, opponent at, into my cabinet. I'm going to choose. Was that no, changed? it was Thomas Jefferson's second term where he determined who was. He ran on a two-person two oh, okay, ticket. Because okay. the first one, he uh, did get stuck with Burr, and then he was like, Burr, you're out. I'm running with. Who was at, uh, uh, Madison. James mm-hmm. Madison was his um, vice president, and then uh-huh. he became vice so, president. That set okay. up that. No, I guess Adam set up that precedent of coming back but um i thought um by the way the the first like the first negative campaign i thought tj and adams really got into it too they were they later became bros but well were totally at each other's throat during 
Thomas Jefferson. Uh, so the deal back then was interesting because these these politicians had all these links to. I guess it's kind of the same, but they would actually they were actually intellectual individuals mm-hmm. that could compose um, proper treatises. Treatises. <laughs> treatises. Treatises. I love uh-huh. treatises. I don't know why. I, I think it either. should be treasties. But uh, it just sounds a tasty treasties. But um, <laughs> more delicious. Yeah. But they would even while Adams was in office, while Thomas Jefferson was as public a figure as he was, they would still had their kind of bipartisan media outlets, and they would publish under pseudonyms. What? And then use uh, and then refer to other people's as a pseudonym. So like. Thomas Jefferson, after this was when Adams was in office when he passed the XYZ affair, right? You're looking at me like I. uh, Or the Alien and Sedition Acts. John Adams was the first person to say, like, if you're not from this country, if you're, You're if you print something, no, XYZ, two things. Don't print something I don't like or I'll Mm -hmm. squash it. I don't like people coming from other countries or I'll squash it. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So Thomas Jefferson printed something together. as Jeffy Toms, <laughs> and then he talked about uh, Adam Johnson, and he wrote this whole thing, and everybody was like, "Oh, well, that was clearly him." And it started this whole battle, like, and it was like, "How dare you? My wife could read this, you know, like it was mm-hmm. very gentlemanly and everything like that. How uh-huh. dare you put this out in the open?" But they did it in in the guise of someone else. Yes, but, but everyone. Knew. I think Aaron Burr was the first one to say, "My name's Aaron Burr." Thomas Jefferson's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and he was the first to go out like kind of on the road and shake hands. Hmm. Instead and, of and spread the word of Thomas Jefferson being a piece of shit. And spread the word of just himself. Like, ladies, can I he's a he's a baby kisser mm. and a bodice ripper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what an allegation. So that was the start of the sort of modern campaign tour. Is that what you're positing? Uh well, there was there was there was stalls in between because then it went back to like the old. What's the definition of stalwart? Stalwart. Yeah. Stagnant, old, no, richy, no, rich. No, no, no. Yes. Stalwart has a con- more a connotation of being strong, strong dependable, yeah. sturdy. Mm. Sturdy, right? I guess I mean the old it's aristocracy, standing. American aristocracy of uh, John Quincy Adams. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to Madison, who was that other little scumbag? Um, <laughs> Monroe was it Monroe? Yeah, well, he was the little Monroe sp- Doctrine. He yeah. is tiny. Was yeah. tiny. If you go to Rapid City, South Dakota, which is my life's goal, I, uh, right? Mm-hmm. It's the town of presidents. Mm. You can go. I have a picture next to every statue, and their life size. Some right. of them are sitting. Monroe. It's either Monroe or Madison. Is th- is I can't I have to say is three feet tall, <laughs> and he weighed twelve pounds. He is the smallest, spryliest, spritliest little man, and it, it just amazing. Like it, like you could just break him. Like this guy was so powerful. How can people so itty bitsy be so powerful? But uh, all right, going back to they're not stalwarts, but the old American. They 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 pulled it back once. You don't you know you you can't push back like uh, Burr did and like think outside of the box at such an early age of the country so as soon as they got him out they went back to like just like yeah i'm just 
print it in the paper, let them know I'm grand. They were not going to go out and shake any scum, I see. scummy's hands. You're not going out near the chamber pots. <laughs> the piss people. <laughs> I saw an Arthur Miller play yesterday. Yes. That's where we were going. That we've been there, but we could go there again. Uh, so I saw this play called The Price mm-hmm. by Arthur Miller. Mm-hmm. One of his. When did Arthur Miller die, would you say? Uh, late 50s? This play took place in 1968. Really? Yeah. Yeah, what do I know? So, I think he died in 83, because that's the year I was born. But... Oh, yeah. You're the incarnation. Yeah, I... Eh? Yeah, you killed him. No, um, uh, I'm not sure. It doesn't matter. I think I mean, it was a later, I do later I think, life play. I think, yeah, I think you're you're closer to right than I am, that he stopped... He didn't write until his... till the end. Until his deathbed that he retired so he got too happy nobody wants to see a play of like a, a retired guy who feels good that's the odd couple no uh, mm-hmm. did he write the odd couple no did oh. not write the odd couple that was paul his... not paul simon neil who wrote simon. that neil simon, simon. he was yes. a famous playwright yes and he wrote is. funny stuff yeah, exactly i bet he was a miserable he's still alive uh-huh i bet he's a horrible person to be around this is not this it's is... always the case no <laughs> No, that that is not the word on the street. He's, oh, he's a he's, good dude. He's a decent fella. All right, I'm not. I'm gonna. I'll trust you. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna. I don't want to badmouth anybody. Miller, on the other hand, no, no, not on the other hand. What's interesting about the play? I could scumbag acting choices in it, but why would I do that? Because I wouldn't make any better than they could. But somebody in there was like he was literally a parody of himself. This actor. Mark Ruffalo. I was just going to say, just say it. You know, Marky like, Ruffs. if you Marky do, uh, like, you know, you always kind of, he's got the, I don't know, like the kind of this breathy voice. Mm. It was so much more intensified, or maybe it seemed more intensified because, in, you know what, this is bad mouthing somebody who's <laughs> an artist. I don't feel right about it. I thought it was a little hard to understand. The best part of the play was, my fav- my most enjoyable, the most enjoyable thing about the play to me was, which I think it happened with me with um, Sam Shepard too, or it mm-hmm. has happened, is you can watch the play and maybe this means the performances aren't great, is you stop watching the play and you just start watching the writer composing the play, hmm. like in mm-hmm. his room. Hmm. You just see him literally typing and then like sitting back and smiling like at a good line or a good comeback. <laughs> or you see like two words used too close together, like two metaphors were used. One was the the stock market crash of 1928-29 hit and it was like a mountain exploded in here one more conversation later she goes you grinding you were grinding your teeth last night it was horrible it sounded like rocks falling down a mountain i was like two mountains he wrote those two scenes in the same night like so i was just watching i saw instead of watching the play i just watched him like type this play in his bathtub i know, I know what you mean at some point uh the sympathetic contract breaks down you you're no longer in the play you're not believing what you're seeing, and you just start noticing this is a play. This is fake. Hmm. I yeah. see the set now. I see hmm. the writer doing mm-hmm. what he's doing, thinking he's so clever. Uh, well, that's or interesting. Or you literally start imagining. You just would rather be visualizing the writer sitting there. <laughs> or, it's, <laughs> or it's because you are a writer, so you're going to notice stuff like that. It's like my friend Vicky, who is a scenic designer, lighting designer, will go... And she might step step back as you describe and start looking at the oh, a great how the cues theme. are written. Sure, um, I uh, going on your the scenery. 
I got so depressed when I saw the play Wicked. I don't know where my head was, but have you seen the play Wicked? Yeah. So uh, the play Wicked has this amazing set, obviously, because it has mm-hmm. so much money behind yeah. it. And one part of it was this huge, like, I want to say like dragon head that kind of draped the whole stage. Like it was metallic. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? It actually moved at the end because that was where the voice of the wizard came out mm-hmm. of. Like this dragon moves and it's this mm-hmm. mystical being. And all I kept thinking when I looked, looked at the play, I'd look up and I go, in a hundred years, I'll be dead. And that dragon will be in some hipsters, like cool, like Manhattan apartment in the sky. And he'll go, you know, a hundred years later, People used to go to this theater and this was a set piece. And isn't it interesting to have a conversation and I am associated with it, but I'm dead. And I was like so depressed because that little piece of art or stage propping will move on. And I only am associating with it for this one moment. And now it was like my own mortality. I couldn't enjoy the play. Also, there was an understudy and oh, she was good. But I'm just saying. I I also sometimes have have difficulty at performances losing myself because I'm so used to um I, I can't stop looking at the rest of the audience for one thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, um Linda Lavin was in the audience at this one. And Jamie Foxx and I and understand. There was yeah, there was other people. but Linda Lavin, you know who that mm-hmm, is? Mm-hmm. Henning? No. no. I kind of don't either. <laughs> she was in <laughs> I think she was she was in the show Alice, right? Yes, she's an actor. Kiss my grits. Mm-hmm. Well, she that was not her line, but that yes. wasn't her line. No, no, no. So, what was her line? Did she have a line? Nice Alice. I don't. I don't, was I don't line, know that was she it had a, a line cook. God, I never saw. Here's my story. There's a lot of classic television that I never saw because back in my day, there was no cable, there was no dish, there was rabbit ears, and there were mountains. So if it wasn't on NBC or PBS, I never saw it. Because uh, that's all we CBS. could get. Um, I never saw Carol Burnett. I never saw... Laugh-In? Laugh-In was on NBC. That show's great. I was great. all about Laugh-In. That's, yeah. That's been playing lately. Really? Yeah. Hey, that, that is right up the jerk practice alley. It's really In angering. Fact. It's really good, <laughs> but it it's like... It was... It's so frenetic. Yeah. It's like, uh, you sons of bitches... Like they'll get, they'll deliver mm-hmm. half liner jokes and they don't care if you're going to get it and they'll laugh at it themselves. And I think mm-hmm. that's canned laughter. Some of it yeah. in there for sure. Yeah. You just go, you don't trick me. You know, like when a movie like then, puts uh, extra characters in the scene to laugh at something. So mm-hmm. it cues you to laugh. I guess every, you know, mm-hmm, sure. jerk practice needs some of those yeah. laughers. <laughs> Yes, you need interns and you need a clack. That's that is correct. A clacker? A cl- no, a clack. C L A Q U E. Those are your your shills, your paid paid laughers. That's a click. No, that no, no, no. Clack. Not clack. I've never not, heard clack. Well, not clatch. Now, now you have no. Not, not clatch. Not posse. Clack. It's very specific. Forty five has a clack. Forty. What's forty five? You know. Wait. <laughs> 45 yes 45th oh the dirty 45 yeah i'm stuck on i'm stuck on this i'm stuck on that one today i don't know why he has a clack i mean when we've that's been a 
Yeah, right. He, he brings around. He makes the uh, staffers laugh and yes, applaud. People and, to yeah. I, laugh. Yeah, I don't think that's a clack. Is a so a clack is something you some a group of people you force to be with you. No, no, it's a group of people who are there to um, specifically to laugh at you. Yeah, to cue to cue the proper response mm. among the audience. But they're forced to do it. Well. In theory, I mean, if you guys go back to the Dirty Creek, um, I'll come and and laugh at your work. Clack it up. I'll clack but it we up won't. For you. We won't uh, excommunicate you if you don't. Like I feel like that's what's happening. Well, that's in his that's, inner that's circle, his, like with Sean Spicer. We'll pay you either. Yeah. Like, you won't excommunicate me, but you won't pay me. I feel like everybody's on their heels in that. Oh yeah. Community, like. Oh yeah. It's only going to take well, one slip. We're going to see everybody in that administration other than like the appointed right and i'm and by that i only mean pence they're all going to be it's all going away clean sweep not at once but we will see people like the breitbart thing like they're already at what's it steve bannon god they're already at odds because steve bannon is a really bad dude and trump wants to be the baddest (laughs) like he just does so like when trump finds out that steve bannon's like Kind of making statements like I uh, make made decisions without Trump. Is your, do- uh, is your dog eating rabbit poop? Yeah, yeah, she loves okay. it. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is my life now. Send help. <laughs> that the dog. That's not so weird, is it? Rabbit poop <laughs> is. It's like uh, I used to have a it's scummy. Vegan. I used to have a scummy camp counselor that used to eat cow poop because he's like cow poops just grass and water, man. All they do is eat grass and water. And so we're like, ah. Oh. So he took to took a dry that's, that's piece of cow appalling. poop, put it in his mouth, and we're like, but that's dry. He went, that's all right, man. And this isn't an adult. Why did he do that? He went. He took like a spritz bottle because he always carried like a spritz bottle because he was one of those like. Cool camp counselors who's like, it's hot out here, man. Give myself a spritz. <laughs> and he spritzed the shit that was in his mouth. <laughs> God, camp. Never send your kids to camp. Just why would you ever do that? I went that? to camp. I went to camp. Camp? No uh, camp? Henning grew up in the state of Cub camp. Scouts. Cub yeah. Scouts? Aw. And um, Oregon's one summer camp. enrichment program. Hmm. So you didn't? W- yeah, I went to residential camp, Girl Scout camp. I went to church I, camp. Oh, I'm sorry. I uh, went to a few of those, too. You what? Friends who were oh, overnighters though forced me along. Oh. Yeah, uh, yeah, overnighters. Ugh, wow, yeah. wow. I remember uh, the biggest thing for us. You had to, so in the church we grew up in, the Lutheran oh, Lutheran church. Uh, you ha- in order to get confirmed, part of the agreement was you had to pay to go to one of their appointed camps mm-hmm. at least one of four years. That is a scam. Totally. With the the church we we went to, uh, uh, Casey went to as well. I think he talked about this. Like, for whatever reason, as things happened, like his parents just kind of stopped attending, mm-hmm. and they started getting maybe threatenings too harsh a word, but like pestered pretty harshly. Like, you guys made an agreement that you were going to donate this much money a wow. year. So if you're not going to come, fine. But you need to finish out your agreement. Like, wow. and they were just like, no, we're not giving you a fucking. This is church. But um, so we had to go to camp and do all that. And I just remember, like, I pushed it all the way to the end. You get confirmed when, like, you're 14. Mm -hmm. So I went to camp when I was 14. I remember the biggest argument we had. This is how, like, this is scummy (laughs) Midwest, South Dakota. We're like, here's the deal. I brought a carton of cigarettes. (gasps) And 
I need to know if I can smoke while I'm here. And they're like, absolutely, you cannot do that. But, and I was like, all right, well, I didn't because mm-hmm. they were going to confiscate it. But then there were people in the camp who were like, you know what? My parents buy me my cigarettes. I need to smoke. And they like actually had to acquiesce and be like, all right, if you call your parents and we talk to them and they approve your cigarette smoking, <laughs> you can have three cigarette breaks a day. And people did it. Of course I didn't because not of course, but I did not have the parents that they would have lost their mind. That's amazing. Isn't that wild? That is that is bananas. And that wasn't that long ago. That was no. 10 years, 14. That was 20 years ago, I guess. <laughs> but still, can you, yeah, that, that would I not can't. fly today. Smoking's uh-uh. not even cool to kids anymore today. I hope not. It's pretty much not. Mm. That's like the, the shift. It's a very health conscious, mm. socially conscious, less fun but less like <laughs> less like uh unruly uh generation wouldn't you say you, you're you're in you're around the youth um some of them are fairly unruly yeah yeah but i don't but it's a tech unruly well it, nerd nerd, un, well, nerd nerdy unruly a bunch of my tech. students live in a special interest floor which is called the mafia because it's the music appreciation floor and then they just stuck IA on it, and they just had to. They just oh boy, that is yeah. far from the mafia. I'll tell you that. Yeah, well, they, the music, <laughs> the music floor. I love music it. Appreciation floor. Oh my um, god! <laughs> and they just they just uh, booted one of their members because he got busted selling marijuana out of the music appreciation floor. And they said, "You're out of here, buddy." That's right. We're not having it. Music. That's not people. what the mafia is about. <laughs> no, it certainly isn't. No, the mafia doesn't want drugs involved. Mm-hmm. They want to deal in racketeering, prostitution, mm-hmm. drug, drug, and pre- brings Rico cause and uh, presidential cases. politics. Presidential politics. Talking about JFK and Chicago. No, I'm talking about the Russians. Oh, that's not mafia, though. What's the Russian Russian mafia called? I don't know. On Law and Order, they always just call them the Russians. Yeah, they do just call it Russian mob. It's mob stuff now. Um. Well, yeah. I think those are some of the some of the allegations and rumors that are flying around. You know, I listened to something that uh, the uh, the Russian not Russian Nikita Khrushchev. Would you say he's a Russian mobster? I'd say he's a dead one. He was a mobster, though. Well, I don't know. He was a premier, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, he was the guy it's, with the shoe. He well, he apparently became was very involved in the electing of John F. Kennedy, oh. not in illegal ways in the hmm. way that Trump was elected with Putin, but in the sense that he wanted Kennedy much more than he wanted Nixon. So he made sure hmm. like that all like that they just spread propaganda and stuff oh, in the United okay. States that he didn't like actually. What did what did the Putin like had people killed for Trump, right? <laughs> I I don't All know. All that's proved now is that yeah, he did the same thing. He spread propaganda too, but they're looking into the rest of it. Oh, if it's just propaganda, that's cool. That's what every country would, does. I, it, I mean so it's too. not cool, but it is what people do. You don't think we kill people in elections in the United mm. States. We what, Pinochet in Chile, right? Mm. Is that Chile? See. Si. Yeah. I mean we we mm. just out outright outright out regimes that we don't like and some of them have been democratic regimes wasn't chile a democratic regime that we put in a dictator because it was easier to deal with our foreign interests over there i i you can you need to look give at me noriega a, you need to give me a reading <laughs> list <laughs> i had too much um too much learning in the last week i need to what I have you been to, doing instead of learning i mean podcasts in your ear 
Uh, oh my god, uh, it's still Tripod Month. I the you know Dan Carlin, mm-hmm. Hardcore History. Yep. His, you know his last episode was all about uh, the Atomic Age. Oh, it's six hours long. Yeah. Six wow. hour. His normally you're like fucking Dan Carlin. This is a three hour long podcast. He went, we're doing a blitz episode. It's going to be six <laughs> hours long because I'm working on something special. So that means he's going to have a like 10 part, 20 hour series coming right. out. <laughs> but it's, it was, it, uh, as Dan Carlin d- does, he also referenced uh, an author I like to read, which is interesting, Eric Schlosser. Hmm. Two, two, this podcast is getting way off the rails. I'm just saying. When is this podcast ever on the rails? We tend to stay railed. Doing rails, man. I've never seen the rails. Uh, that's. I want that on a shirt. I've never seen the rails, bro. Sometimes you come close to the third rail. Oh, my God. Casey and I uh, met a guy that wanted to Edison. kill yeah. himself on the third rail. Edison oh, no. is the third rail. You... Um, <laughs> Uh, where was it going? I don't rails. know. I'm sorry. I interrupted Podcast. you. Your ridiculous allegation Carlin. about being on the rails. I started Carlin listening to Carlin Page. recently too. Yeah, Countdown Arm again. All of them are six hours, and I, I looked at the series of them, and then oh god, that's too intimidating. Let me find a short the Martin Luther one, oh, the American Peril one, um, the the one offs, not the oh, oh not the series. series. This is going to be a three day commitment. Mm-hmm. Straight listening. That's a hell of a three-day <laughs> commitment. I don't know. I, I got my six hours in. I listened to six out, and I think I listened to two other podcasts yesterday. Because I can just put in a podcast and, and write. I can't write really? if I'm writing for myself, oh, but I, I can write if I'm generating oh, content. We no were t- problem. I can't do that. Henning and I were talking about that once, that um, if I'm doing something that involves words, like I'm, if I'm at work, I can't listen to a podcast because I, I can't. Yeah. I can't get it, but it's great you're talking to you, and you're trying to talk to yourself, at the right? Same time. Yeah. But if I'm doing Just something do that's that. using a different part of my brain, like making mosaics, podcasts are great. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, 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 it's perfect. Same with me, yeah. Art, artistic endeavors. So, how do you split it, Hans? How can you do that? Well, I only do it with like the the writing I do to make money, right? To make my living. So, like I explained, <clears throat> words become math to me. So it's the same as if I'm using so a calculator when I'm putting words and generating content for have, like a project or for a fill, media company. You have so to fill a 300 word That's quota. for that company or I have like a different like project or assignment. Like I have to find sources or something like that uh, or like do um, an abstract or something. So it's like when it's like that, it's just like I know how to get from point A to point Z I know there. I know how many clauses I need in a sentence, so it stops being like anything artistic. And I've done it so much, and I'm so fresh out of school that I and I'm and school and my the way my deadlines work is that I go so far up to the wire that I just have. Uh, it's hardwired in me. It's an autopilot that I can listen to podcasts and just zip it out. That's amazing. But if I'm writing for myself, if I'm writing for jerk practice, if I'm writing this. You're shutting out the podcast and not retaining it? No, no, no. I'm I'm shutting out all of the information that I'm I'm delivering. (laughs) And then I I honestly do hit pause on the podcast, review what I wrote, make sure there's no spelling errors, make sure that the sentences come together, uh, submit it, podcast on, and go to the next one. That's that's amazing. You read it later and are surprised. At its quality? (laughs) That you make. That it actually makes sense. 
I will usually have the TV on beyond (laughs) my computer as well on mute. (laughs) That's a Bundy. Black Bundy song. Yes. What do you think about this one? Oh, I'm going to sing it. I'm not sure already. So, uh, Black Bundy. One, two, three, four. I declare a thumb war. One, (laughs) two, three, four. Thumb war. Not bad, right? No, that's that's very Black Monday. I've never nobody's <laughs> utilized thumb war, and you could go straight yet. What's the social political implication of that? Well, there's war. The thumb we're mm-hmm. under his thumb, and he mm. does that stupid little stubby thumbs up thing mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Trump is a thumb war. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is Trump's thumb war. All right, I got to work yeah, on yeah, it. Now yeah. we're getting yeah. The, yeah. See, that's why that's why we but put it, things out of the, the open same social time, context. But at the same time, you're it's like a satire of it because it's a child's game that he's playing. Yeah. Oh, very good. Then we go straight to um, another childish song like, Any, Rainy, Rounder, Rainy, Moe. Yeah. Yeah. And we do it. We sing them all in tandem. <laughs> yeah. Do so it's around. chaos. Yes. Our old Bund- chaos. Bundies are chaos. Mm-hmm. Chaos are Bundies. Well, you work on this. Take it down to the Dirty Creek. Creek. <laughs> there Creek. Was, there, I believe there was a... Um, a Native American t- tribe called the Cree. It's true. Or am I thinking of Paul Clee? Clay Cree. <laughs> <laughs> it's an understandable mix-up. The yes. Cree were rough, right? I you don't, don't fuck know, with man. the Cree. I... You can just tell by that name. They didn't even finish their word. <laughs> they were too busy. They were too angry to finish the name of their tribe. It could fuck have it, been. Cree. Let's could've... go get some motherfuckers. <laughs> could have been Creek. Could have been Creel. Could have been Creep. Creel. Creel. Creep. German Cree Day Parade. <laughs> Trail of Creeps. The old Trail of Creeps. <laughs> Trail of Tears. That was brutal. I started listening to a podcast on that. I keep falling asleep. Yeah, Crazy Times. Yeah. Crazy Times, man. Trail of Tears. That was. That, that gets glossed over. Yeah. I think because the name is so cool. Alliteration. You know, one of the things that I heard before I fell asleep. People think it's not real. Well, yeah, was so. that it got rebranded or re mm-hmm. or massaged or propagandized so that the tears were from the white people who were watching them who were sad that oh, they were being made to leave. Isn't right. that a pile of shit? That is some liberal college Isn't that bullshit. Awful? Oh, no, you, wait, it, oh, is it awful that, 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 all right, I got two things to say on that. Okay. Is it awful? that that has been twisted like that or is it awful that uh people think it was twisted like that what? so what <laughs> i'm saying is well, so we didn't think trail it was twisted like that until allison said it exactly it was trail of tears and then and that then was... maybe we're getting a little too liberal deep and saying no man the whites were saying the tears were on them or is that actually factually backed up it's actually factually Matter, Relevant. Of, matter of factually, um, um, no, that was contemporary whitewashing. That's not now. That was at the time. It was sort of downplayed. Right. Sure. Like, sure. No, sure. No. Yeah. yeah. The yeah yeah. Wait, yeah, at, yeah. Not getting it. So at the time, someone called it Trail of Tears, or they claimed that it was because, because of the white people white were very sad. Tears. Yeah, white man's tears because they were sad because this was happening. Bullshit. Mm. Stop trying to make yourself feel better. I, oh, white guilt. I didn't. Yeah, yeah, kind of. I need to. I need to go back and and look at. Um, I guess it's dark. 
This is a very good episode. Someone, no pun someone. intended. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, someone came up with Trail of Tears many years later. Oh, really? Maybe so. Oh, that, that it was That's not called of, that at all yeah. at the time. Well, if it you was were originally in, Indian if you were Death Train. Indian Death if March. If you were perpetrating it, you wouldn't call it that. Yeah, what did they call okay. it? Uh, relocation. Relocation. We sure. called it very, you know, like, uh, Andy Jacko bureaucratically God. watched. I, I, the dandy dance? <laughs> <laughs> dandy dance to Happy Land? <laughs> <laughs> Oklahoma. You'll love it. Um, I need to look back at, I, at, uh, Little House on the on the Prairie, from the Laura Ingalls Wilder series, because the Trail of Tears is talked about in there, but they she never and I didn't somehow didn't realize that until many many years later, that that's what she was describing when they're talking about because they moved into Indian territory. It's a trail of Landon's tears. Yeah, that when they shouldn't have been was there. Fucking gorgeous. I saw him <laughs> on laughing. Hey, man, brother. He, he was, was nuts. Oh, God, he's he a bad crazy. guy. Well, no, he was just he was just um really really vain and self-centered and Clear, everything. I saw him on to, to he looked him. glistening. He looked like uh, he, like a hunk on yeah. Ren and Stimpy. He looks like he belongs on a bodice ripper. Yeah. Oh, yes, he does. I did. that a, are you trying to segue? I think seg it. Pull the pin <laughs> and let the curtain drop. <laughs> Okay. I don't. I don't remember how this came up the last episode, except that Casey had not heard the term "bodice ripper." I don't remember why you it? were talking Honey? about bodice rippers. I'm not going to repeat that. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> I'll have to rewind. Pa- panty moistener. Oh, well, <laughs> I think that sounds worse than <laughs> what you initially said. Everyone cringe. When I was, and no, so I was talking to Henning about this because we chat on Facebook when I'm supposed to be working. Um, I'm multitasking that for about nine months, I worked for a book compositor, compositor. Um, I've been fortunate that almost all of my career has in fact been in arts administration where it should be. But, um, I had, where I was working at a university, my job got eliminated. I was like, nah, I got so many marketable skills. Couldn't find shit for a couple of years. Um, so I was working for this book compositor. Which was between... Is that not an artistic What is a compositor? Well... It's arts adjacent. It's kind of arts adjacent, kind of. Um, we, the compositor, and I don't, I don't know how... This has been a while ago, so, so the technology will have changed mm. this, I'm sure. But we were between... Compose the, a book. Right. We were between the um, publisher and the printer so that we would get manuscripts from the publisher that were marked up by their designers. Mm. Um, you know, and we had, mm. we had home-based keyboardists who would just write, retype it. I don't see this. Mm. God, it must've evolved since then would Jeez. retype it, but they would, would also sort of type in all the codes that designers had put in. And then it would be run through a program that would read the codes that would, and the codes would tell them, you know, is this times new Roman, um, 10 points over 12. It's like HTML. Um, yeah. Yeah, actually. Um, ah. the, and this and is they had what, their own markup language, I'm sure. Yeah. And the headers, the headers the would editors. come out like this on the recto page and this on the verso page and the folio, which is the page numbers here. Recto-verse. And you have a drop, you have a drop, a uh, drop cap to begin each chapter and each chapter oh. begins on the right. What's Tell the you code what it's for hot like. buns on the cover? Hey. <laughs> XOXO. Um, yeah, you, can, you can post this. Um, so we, 
it, it it's an it was an interesting it's an interesting you're not you're thing. not editing the no manuscript we that's the editor correct and you're not typesetting probably not anymore at this well it, it's essentially typesetting because we were preparing taking the raw um draft and making it into what a book would look like so what the pages would look like yeah layout yeah yeah layout yeah, we used yeah. we used quark express which is now in design that's so not a typesetter it, it, <laughs> it's, it's a, a page printer it's a no it's not it's a it's a page layout program interestingly enough though my mother's family um had a composition company in baltimore where they they did hot type they did hot type hot type Bot yeah type. what is that it's, it's, That's what's referred to as no. a sexy like, book. Is hot type. No. When the sexy scene came on, the words are actually Ooh, on fire. Hot tape. They draw little flames that's over what the words. I say when you Michael know, Landon's in the paper. You know why uppercase and lowercase are called uppercase and lowercase? Because one's up and one's low. Yes, very good. Because you, quite literally, when when type was was made ready for the press by taking out oh, okay. pieces Bat. of metal. That this metal piece of metal has a B on it. This piece of metal has an A on it. Uh-huh. The the capital letters were, the were up here, yeah, yeah. stored up here. Yeah. Anyway, I don't buy it. Yeah. That sounds like <laughs> fifty one words for snow. Am I right? <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> and but yes, and but my, my mom's family company too perfect in explanation. I like had, it. Though. I guess they had monotype machines where you would type it in, and it would would spit out hot metal type. You know, showing what you had typed in. Um, she's still not getting hot type, like as live hot, as you could. No, be, as in as hot metal. The metal is hot. Oh, creating, it's created. Uh, yeah, it's, it's molded. Th- some thick paper. It's, it's cast. No, <laughs> <laughs> it cools before you print it. She has a story about how um, when she was in the hospital having her appendix out, her her uncle brought her galleys to proof. Um, but anyway, so here I am working at this book composition company, this compositor. And I started working for them as a home-based proofreader where my job was to take the manuscript and the output after it had been, the manuscript had been retyped by the home-based keyboard, keyboardists, and and it had been run through the program so the code, design codes would be applied. So I was to match the manuscript to, well, match the output to the manuscript to, you know, to catch typos and stuff and um, to follow the style guide and make sure that the, the folios, the page numbers were where they should be. And it ended that, that each paragraph, each chapter ended, started on the right hand page and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. but, well, uh, it's kind of but, interesting. Yeah, I, I found out later and after a while I went, I moved to work in in house and I found out I was always reading the things yeah, as yeah, I went exactly. along because I read very quickly, Words and I could. For you. No, and other people were like, "You what? How can you?" I said, "No, I read every book that goes past me. Don't you read them? No, really? How can you not?" But no, we were expressly forbidden from editing. Um, there were my what? No, I. You'd get fired if you were caught. I have two stories about that. One is. Um, and the bodice rippers, we we dealt with a lot of romance novels, a lot of them. We did a lot of How when many did you read all, all of them, of them of all of them, every From single one, eighty one to nineteen, every one that it, oh god, they're horrible. And you know, they're 
they you were... would prefer not to be able to have that ability to read it. Well, they're <laughs> astonishing. Sounds in... like fun to me. Well, that's why I'm going to leave this book that I brought with me. I'm going to leave this here for you, Hans. I'm reading Sleepers right now. Yeah, this will be a little ice palate cleanser. Um, we have this book here that's called When Passion Rules. When and doesn't it? <laughs> so I was. It's true though. This guy has a sword. This guy is that a sword or are boxer you just briefs and me? a sword? No, those are breaches. This is like post-Napoleonic wars set in the fictional country of that's Libinia. Not, that's it's not terrible. what French people look like, Tights, though, right? No that's really he's not French. He's Lubinian. What's a Lubinian? It's a made-up country. That's, like that's vampire stuff. No, it's not vampire <laughs> stuff. I'll tell you the plot. Really, I will. But. Can, I was working on this. You can tell when the the authors got the authors. Long Speaking of bodice there. rips, <laughs> sexy authors. Like not Samantha the real Bee. author, right? That's a fake. She oh, looks no, kind of like Samantha Bee, doesn't she? Yeah, a little bit. She's Joanna, putting her Joanna Lindsay. Joanna Lindsay. It's probably, that's it's not, not her real, real name. No, name. it really that's isn't. A good nope. name. Joanna it's a totally a romance novel. Lindsay number thing. two. <laughs> I was working on one of the a bodice ripper that was when. Um, French people, there was English people and French people, so of course the French people were the enemy because they are French. Mm -hmm. And so they had this snotty French guy who was being bad to the heroine and whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. And the text... He's ripping a few bodices. He Oh, he ripped a few bodices in his day, yes. Ugh, it's like a long fingernail. But unconsensual. Oh, yes. Lee. Yes, he was... Uh, oh, he was French. What's that called? <laughs> <laughs> um... And God, this is such a build Ooh, up, and you're just going to look burn. at me and go, "Yeah." You're lucky I covered that up, but I brought yeah. it up back. Yeah, but <laughs> zut a little hard on the French. Yeah. They're conservative so, now, right? Um, not all of them. Well, yeah, yeah. Didn't, I mean, in politics, didn't they really elect that? Didn't? Oh, she didn't get elected. But oh, anyway, she didn't. No, I don't think so. Back to the bot. Back to the body strippers. So what they herself, what they <laughs> what they intended to say was that the the, the word they wanted was Gallic. That he, you know, he turned away with a Gallic sneer. Capital G-A-L-L-I-C. Gaelic. No. Gaelic. Gaelic from which Gaul. Me, from Gaul, exactly, which means French. French. Right? But Whoa, what they, what well they had... Nerdy nerd and TV nerd. <laughs> exactly. Right <laughs> nerd powers unite. They, the author had written Gaelic. G-A-E-L-I-C. Which works. Does not work. <laughs> not because really. that's Irish. Not well, French. It's Irish, but if he it was a smile, right? What's an Irish? A sneer. So because he it, was French, but he was eyes. French, but perhaps he was a French guy giving an Irish style sneer, no. and they are known for their sneers. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I, I, you know, and I stopped and I looked at that and I thought, I know this is wrong. They it they mean to say Gaelic, not Gaelic, but if I change it and I get caught by somebody. I will be fired. So I had to leave this inaccuracy in there. And you're a pedantic person. Mm. I'm, gonna, I'm choosing thing. to take that as a compliment. That is a compliment. In, in my world, it's well, a compliment. I like words. And exactly. that was wrong. But I, I had to let that go. <laughs> no, you got to. I, I couldn't do it. The, I, you got to forge ahead. We were even, that was a promotion. We were not even, even an avenue to, mm -mm. to give feedback. We were, nope. We were forbidden to point these things out. Mm. Yeah. Besides, doesn't Gaelic have a schwa or something in it? So you don't even no. have the typesetting for that. Oh, we probably do. Um, it doesn't have a schwa. Doesn't Gaelic? No. Gaelic? Gaelic? Like roasted Gaelic. So Gaul. Gaul. So it's quite fitting that Charles de Gaulle was uh, yeah. 
He, yeah, a French leader. Of Gaul to lead. Yes, he was. The Gauls but, were a Visigoths. Didn't they defeat the Visigoths? The Gauls were a gang, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> sure, we'll get yeah. I only knew where Gaul was because that's where Asterix lives. There you go. Asterix and Obelix. Yep. Whoa. Not the symbol. Because yeah. we're on symbols. Now <laughs> yeah. things are coming, yep. coalescing old, too too harshly on me the here. Old, the old Belgian comic. Yes. So my, my other my other story of I can't believe this, but I can't do anything about it was that I was working on a some crap ass uh, book that was set in the Conan the Barbarian world. Mm-hmm. So we had Conan, who was a barbarian, and so he's tussling with some you know warrior babe in skimpy pelt, mm-hmm. and they're bitching at each other, and the head to rip. It, well, just pelt. Yeah, just pelt. Pelt pullers. <laughs> oh, <pelt> pullers. <laughs> oh dear. So in in comes into the scene comes um the queen of the warrior babes. And they describe her at great length that she, you know, she's riding in on a dragon or some damn thing. And they describe her as, you know, she has a long gray braid and she's carrying a weapon or something. And she only has one arm because she's lost the other one in combat, you know, and she's Betty Badass. So she shows up. Conan and this warrior babe are bitching at each other. Yo mama. No, yo mama. And she hollers silence and claps her hands to get their attention. And I looked at that and I thank you. Nice. What do we call a clap? Smoke? I forgot. Go ahead. I forgot too, but I looked at that and I turned the page back and like, she has one arm. Oh, but <laughs> she has one arm. What's That's the sound of so clapping? <laughs> and I just looked at that and I thought, I can't do anything about this. She has an assistant there to offer <laughs> a hand up at any time. Perhaps. Oh, oh yeah. Like, just like a little a clock. <laughs> click. Mm-hmm. Clack. Clack. She's got a little <laughs> clacker <laughs> for a clap. Uh-huh. Well, that wasn't in the text, but should, yeah, you so should have it, added it. So it was. I would be and by fired. clap in a parenthesis, the longest in. parentheses that's almost a page. <laughs> yeah. And by clap, I mean, hands, clack I mean that she <laughs> paid to <laughs> clap for her, yeah. or maybe in along with the weapon she carried, a slapstick. I would have Which lasted is, two seconds. Could you have gotten like there was the potential was the, that they would have never caught the edit. Um, I don't think I was in, I was not in a position to type in new material. Uh, right. I would just mark the stuff and then it would go back, back to a typist, to a keyboardist to fix it. So I would have to have had a, a, a somebody in collusion with me. No, there was nothing oh, yeah, I could do. Need, the collusion. There was nothing I could do. Mm-hmm. It was, was kind of interesting work and I do like that precision and layout and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but the, um, the people who owned the company were, were, you know, they were Paul Ryan levels of evil. They were bad people. Mm-hmm. And they would do things like, you know, and they sucked up to the publishers and treated us terribly. And they would do things like we had these time schedules for every book that we worked on. And like the conversion process that I talked about where you plug the files in and all the codes, the design codes are applied, would take an hour it would always take an hour, but they always put it in the schedule as half an hour. So you'd only get paid for half an hour. No, so you were behind immediately. Oh, you were behind oh, schedule, God. and you know it, it was just a terrible place to work. But um, wow, that sounds like Triangle Shirtwaist Factory business. Yeah, yeah. like really, just yeah, let's just of. fuck them from the get go. Yep, exactly. And oh. and you you had to get the stuff done by deadline, even if they had not allowed enough time for it. They expected you to have it done. I remember at least once that I honestly worked all night 
because I had so much stuff backed up. And we used to do these things called patch corrections. I'm sure this has changed where you would have to change one page in a book for some reason. And you just, you know, you needed to change a line. They had, they had edited it or they had caught a, you know, grievous error and we're going to fix it in the next, next edition of the book. And so we would have to get that page and, and fix up the new type so that it would be exactly the same length. In, which was tricky if they were adding material was or taking like out to, material. Like to make sure you were on task, like they would sneak it in. No, it was it was a job that they were given by the publishers. Here mm. we're, re, we're we're printing a new edition of this book, but um, we found some errors on page forty-two, and we need you to fix them. And they wouldn't send us a style sheet like they would when we were doing a whole book. And we were forbidden to ask, "What is this font?" We had to figure it out. It any, was, any good ones? It, it was yeah, that that well you were you favorite did, font go uh Kepler standard Futura nah Ooh. really yeah Futura is nice it's sleek what times New Roman man oh, not a no man I'm an anti serif guy I like oh. Georgia you know they say that uh, Georgia and by they I'm not gonna reveal my <laughs> sources they say. I, I was, uh, but seriously, was I was Jane. told by a professor once that if you change your font from the traditional Times New Roman, mm-hmm. that's usually what people want you to say to hand in in, in academia. Mm-hmm. If you change that to Georgia, it guarantees a one more percentage oh, yeah. point of your grade because it's a, a flat, wow. more more um, jovial typesetting. Mm. Jovial, nice. huh? Eh, happy. The, uh, mm. What what brings yeah. pleasure? Hmm. Not it. It's like the reason uh, you don't uh, paint your room red. It I brings do. brings rage. <laughs> you haven't been to my house. Oof. It's like uh, your house is like uh, um, one of the rooms the is woman painted red. from uh, uh, Problem Child 2. She likes everything red. Did you uh, see that one? No. Am I, am I at a table with two people that haven't seen Problem Child 2? I believe Heading. you are. Sorry. Roaches in the salad? Mm. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Um. Okay, we got a bodice ripper. Yeah, I was just going to do a little tiny dramatic reading for you. I'll just, yeah, I'll just, like I'll that. just read you the. I like that. I will just read you the. Well, I was telling Henning I accidentally opened it to. They're very formulaic, and this one is this young woman whose name is Alana has been raised in England by someone who she thinks is her uncle or he's like her, you know, her guardian, and she's just turning eighteen, which is common in these books. So just turning eighteen, and oh, it's like the women and learning uh, something about themselves. And so he uh, tells her, they're "Blossoming, barely yes, legal. blossoming, yes." And <laughs> so she's way. about to make <laughs> to her... put it the way that <laughs> contemporary people put it. But like a bodice ripper likes to claim, like, "No, we're literature." It's like, "No, you're barely legal. You're in a category on Pornhub." Yeah. Well, there there were um, fleeing the Napoleonic Wars, apparently. So, but she's turning 18 and preparing to make her debut in London society. And her guardian says to her, actually, you know, psych, actually, you are the long lost princess of Lubinia and we have to go back to Lubinia. Scam. Great name. Isn't it? It, That country doesn't exist. This is a whole scam. Correct. This is what historical fiction that, that, uh, there's some fiction. I take umbrage to calling this historical fiction. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Listen, you fantasy. Know, that's high. That's the, historical fantasy. Is that a new mm, type? No, it's not quite. Because although it is, it is, it is, it is unbelievable. Historical fiction would be like um, 
Eric Larson or something. Uh, Thunderstruck, uh, Devil in the White City. Uh, okay. Uh, the Beast in the Garden. Huh. It's like sure it's one of the like people like night. genre, but um, probably not new. So it, they go back to Lubinia, which is all dangerous because they find out, you know, the bad guys find out that the princess is returning and they want to kill her because they want their own guy to succeed the king, whose second wife, not the princess's mother, has been having miscarriage after miscarriage. And so then, and and she's taken under the care of the, the captain of the palace guards, who of course is, you know, chiseled and golden-haired and beautiful and arrogant. And, yeah, the cover dude. Lubin. Yeah, those are his buns. Tight. Tight is... Lubinian buns. I got to post. <laughs> Henning, did Henning send you the animation? Real sidecar here. The <laughs> animation of the little clay guy with the buns. Oh, isn't that great? It oh, yeah. was like the best thing. I love <laughs> it's that. so it's good. I got to try that. and. Oh, love it. so great. Hello, uh, it's stranger. called Hello, Stranger by Kirsten Lepore. You can look at my butt. <laughs> it's okay. You can look at my butt. It's a nice butt. <laughs> so good. All right, go ahead. <laughs> so, Won't um, remember the shape of you. <laughs> <laughs> so they go back. They go back to Lubinia, and um, she somehow. I've I've been skipping through it. I haven't actually sat down and read it. But um, that, that was just the, the oh, I've d- the I, desk cover yeah. synopsis of well, it. Well, so I, no, I I have kind of been fl- you know flipping. It's interesting in that, that the author's name is bigger than the title. That's well, no, I, it's that's not. What I was about to it's say, not yeah. that. It's because that's how this shit sells by the author. Brand loyal. Yeah, exactly. And you say, oh, Title it's a Johanna Lindsay book. Oh, I know what I'm getting. Randy, and it is, and it goes scales of Randy. Uh, well, they're <laughs> the scales of Randy. The scales of Randy. It probably does, right? Well, there's golden girls out know, there I, waiting around for the new Johanna Lindsay. Yes, exactly. It's like misery. Um, it's that that song, um, that ABBA song, the day before you came. I must have read a while the latest thing from Marilyn French or something. Never mind. So, so she's back in Lubinia, being <laughs> being protected by the captain of the palace guards, to whom she is attracted. But he's a he's he's arrogant and barbaric, and she's a proper English lady. And so it turns out that because he's French, he's yeah. Lubinian. Oh yeah, he's Lubin. He's Lubinian. <laughs> um, I mean that's vulgar. What's the first syllable? Lube. Oh, nice. I'm just saying. So it turns out she's not the princess of... In. Ooh. Oh, in. my. Lube. Yeah. In. Lube. In. Lube. In. Lube. Fuck. This is a so good writer. Yeah. Her name deserves to be <laughs> bigger a bigger typeface. So it shouldn't even have a title. No, just it should be Joanna called Lindsay. Joanna Lindsay number three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so she's not the princess because Helga the princess's nursemaid switched the babies. And so the guy who broke in and swiped the princess to kill her actually swiped Helga's baby and didn't kill her because he was about to kill the four month old baby. And it smiled at him. He said, Oh, doopy doopy doo. I can't kill this. And he's, he's the guy who's raised Alana, our heroine into 18. So, however, another twist, she really is the princess Helga lied and said that she switched the babies because it was her, the assassin guy is her boyfriend. And if they found out that she had been canoodling with this guy who came in to steal and stole the princess, she would be in deep shit. So she told everybody, no, I switched the babies because there aren't enough guards here. And the bad guy actually stole my, the dingo stole my baby. Um, What'd they do with that baby? Killed it? Well, the baby that got kidnapped yeah. has is has lived to be eighteen and is now brought back. I got the baby it, I got that it, I got stayed it. put, who was 
allegedly the princess died when she was seven. Grossy attic. I'm not sure how. I didn't. I skipped (laughs) over that part. So it turns out she really is the princess, and there are still people trying to kill her because they want to install their guy as king, and so they have an arranged marriage with her and their rivals who are trying to kill her because that will bring the kingdom back together. Um, We're in spoiler territory here. Oh, long ago. And it turns out... Joanna number three. Always the bad guys get punished and the the heroine is rewarded and she ends up with... With rewarded with with, with, the, with, little... with hot buns, with hot buns. She gets the man she wants who she hated when they met because there's always friction and... Um, there's always abuse. Con- no, not outright abuse. There's, you know, there's, there's the men are always really <laughs> no. strong and can pick up the the hero is always really strong and can pick up the heroine and sit her on his lap. It's and like high school throw- all over. Like the jerk ass always gets. The- yeah, but he turns out to be a good guy. <laughs> that's never. That's not reality. No, no, it isn't. This is not selling reality. We it's don't historical want- fantasy. It really is, and they're always virgins. And that's that's she's an eighteen year old virgin. That's a Mayan guy. And the first time they the first time they have sex is always beautiful, and it only hurts a little bit. And and she always has an orgasm from vaginal intercourse. Well, having sex with a luby. Yeah, (laughs) I'm about to take fantasy away. (laughs) I if I I don't know if I can. That's a slur. Yeah, (laughs) that's definitely the slur that they use. (laughs) That's what you can call handsome men. Landon is a luby. Dirty lubies, and I did I did um, bookmark the the deflowering scene, but I'm not sure I can read it out loud in front of you boys. Now you're embarrassed. Yeah, well, it's it, it's just so, and you know what's really gross is we back at the old book compositor, we would have tell you what I'll read it as a cold tag. Okay, you read it as a cold tag. Is it is there a Lubinian accent I need to work on? You can you can do a Lubinian accent. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll watch some Ruffalo clips close it's, to French. It's basically basically all of chapter twenty six is the deflowering scene. Oh boy. It's a short chapter. <laughs> okay, you can have that, Hans. <laughs> um, no, and they, there, we used to have back at the book compositor. Um, <laughs> Maybe a Megan's will review this book. Oh, Megan's Megan, book review? Yes. Megan's Lindsay book, Megan's. Yes, Megan's book review. But they, they used to have a, a dinner for us every year when the, the owners of the company would, would moving on, be all huh? jolly and friendly. And You led us up to the sex scene and then. Let us drop. Mm-hmm. That's real life, baby. Um, we got blue booked. Mm-hmm. I was trying to come up with that. Thank you, Hans. Oh my god, I'm all hot and bothered now. How am I going to get my release? Don't worry. Next week, we get some serious release. Oh, if I'm not blushing, I probably should be. Um. Well. I just don't know where to go from that, except uh, Henning has some material, and I wanted to talk about birthdays. Right. I can, I can give you to close out. Yeah, scene as we're <laughs> <laughs> Let's see it. coming Wait. up on two. We're coming up on two, and I'm coming up on uh, on some brew in my gut. I got to pee. I'm saying, okay, <laughs> trademarked. I don't want to trademark <laughs> that <laughs> brew and urine. That doesn't seem right. No, it doesn't. <laughs> brew and, but that's what we do. We brew. Uh, Percolate stew, bladder stew, bladder, bladder stew. stew. That is a guy you don't want to be friends with, (laughs) or you do because he's like the gross kid in every like cool like. 
coming of age story of like kids in elementary school has like bladder stewart the leader Cheddar. and then the nerdy kid who's oh. a good writer and then bladder stew like cheddar bob in eight mile yeah no? is that the twinkie who which one's in eight mile that's the eminem movie about oh forever. i was thinking of green mile oh yeah i never saw eight mile oh. i'm thinking of stand by me oh can Any? i have Any? here Got a you. romantic tale it's a sketch i wrote oh, for some we did a monologue i think that was our second show at the Acadia Theater back in 2011. Wow. Maybe 10. I didn't even know. I it thought you were going to tell far. us about the Drake equation. That's, yeah. Is that the rapper? No segue. Oh, yeah. Yeah, basically. It's not, though, is it? No. It's something way <laughs> yeah, smarter. It's something much more heading. Sciency. Yes. We'll do a double header, I hope. Anyway, a romantic tale. She hurled open the sliding glass door with sumptuous haste. It was approximately 4.33 on a Tuesday. He swiveled about languorously in his tattered and semen-stained office chair. Ooh. Oh my god, what kind of music just goes behind semen-stained? Nice writing, by the way. Their eyes locked for what seemed an eternity, but which was actually 30 seconds. She noticed a spark of malice dancing across his hazel irises and a slight smirk distorting the careful symmetry of his handlebar mustache. Love that. Had he planned this? Your suit lover. Sorry, go, please. As he turned, his burgundy terry cloth bathrobe became caught up between the wheel and the wheel casing of the third caster of his tattered and semen-stained office chair, inadvertently revealing approximately four inches of his total erection. Oh, I was going to say butt cheek. You want erection? No, he's I going I have a great it. caster story, by the way. I should have euphemized this one. Yeah, yeah. Jo- jo- Joanna Lindsay can teach you about... In, you wouldn't say erection. You would say... Manhood. Member. Ah, Member. I got it. Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> we were going on with M, so that's all I had. Now she noted with some chagrin, its source... The stacks of low-grade Albanian pornography strewn wantonly about his work area. <laughs> Surely, she told herself, this place could use a woman's touch. Before she could think about right or wrong, or Mr. Sanberry, her twelve-toed chemistry teacher from eighth grade, she was perched upon his lap, running her fingers through his patchy chest hair, the aforementioned me- member, I'll say, <laughs> n- nuzzled. Did say erection again? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Nuzzled comfortably at her left thigh like a newborn badger. <laughs> this is like a hairy boner. <laughs> monkey! Newborn. Uh, newborn, newborn monkey. <laughs> oh, God, you should see that those monkey pictures in Nat Geo this past month. It's horrifying. Bush meat. All I'm going to say is bush meat, and that's no pun intended. Mm. But these poor. Yeah. I'm gonna. Sh- I'm gonna post. You're gonna get back to it. <laughs> you're interrupting my romantic tale dude, with monkey dude, carcasses. You're I'm throwing just, cold water all on I'm us. gonna do is post a picture. I gotta say it, or I'll forget when I have to listen. And like, I'll show you guys a picture of the saddest thing on the planet. That's a pic- image that's ever taken. Go hit it. Romantic tale. <laughs> so anyway, his his dick looked like a newborn badger. <clears throat> He reached up and undid approximately the four top buttons of her blouse. Her abundant bosom spilled into his anxious hand, 
like the day's catch onto a slippery deck of a Canadian fishing trawler. It's very northeastern, northwestern reference. Very localized. The areolas were uncommonly large, he noted, approximately 4.5 inches in diameter, the left slightly larger. He dragged his right index finger around its generous circumference, while the thumb tweaked the inflamed nipule at no less than (laughs) two second intervals. You gotta say our nipules? Nipules, a word or no? That's a new one, right? I made it up. That's good. I like nipule. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, his left hand dove gallantly below the hem of her frayed jean shorts, and she yodeled with pure molten acknowledgement. (laughs) He brings you up and he sets you back down, baby. Rabbit-like, her fingers skipped over ever so jauntily down through his patchy chest hair, down over the sweaty and heaving belly, down past the puckered and inquisitive navel, down where she could find some means to take control of the situation, which she did with epileptic, two-fisted abandon. That's spicy there. (laughs) That goes from sexy to spicy, I think. He yowled in painful appreciation. They capitulated to each other over and over, like the French and Germans over the disputed <laughs> Alsace-Lorraine territory. Lubinians. It was the kind of sex Voltaire would have referred to as Leibnizian. That's rich. <laughs> Their bodies fused together in a doughy heap, contorted into a shape one might see in the very wettest of Frank Gehry dreams. Or at a squid orgy. The, the architect? Yes. Mutually spent... <laughs> They melted apart like the subalpine glaciers between 1970 and 2005, slowly relinquishing bits of their hedonic majesty to the ocean from whence they came, and leaving the swampy tundra below in some measure of sexual equilibrium. (laughs) Martin and Hannah had experienced a faultless bliss, usually reserved for infants and the mentally handicapped. Truly theirs has been a romantic tale. They went back to the primordial ooze. <laughs> they melted it. You had them. Oh, thank you. Thanks for the clack. You got some pure <laughs> clack on that romantic tale. That's. Did you perform that? You did, right? Yeah. Definitely. Got on stage with that. that, that the idea actually... was Memo- from memory. Uh, no, Are I made you it. Sure. I made it like here's my new manuscript, and I was all smart. Smart. <laughs> I, wanted you, I wanted to read you this and I'm bored kind of with it was my character on stage. But I went with... The idea was it's this... And this is why I kept erection in. Like very technically so describing right. so it, yeah. the yeah. <laughs> romance. Right. You're not quite and, there. <laughs> in the level of uh, a Joanna yeah, Lindsay. it's no Joanna Lindsay. 4.5 circumference yes. aerial but he's trying flicking yeah. them twice a second yes. two hertz capitulate I liked, all, I liked all that <laughs> I did too that was good it, it was kind of I divided between the technical the cold technical mm-hmm. description of it which would have been a beat and the bad analogies that mm, just went too true. far maybe I should have chose one direction oh. and gone with it 
Well, you can always second guessing. Can, second guessing. Yeah, Twelve, you can, fifteen you years later, no need. <laughs> no. We don't second guess here. We just no, discuss. I dusted this off. You can always revisit. You can always revisit previous work. Right? But save that and then save the new one mm-hmm. as number two point oh, so you don't mm-hmm. lose the original. This is, yes, this is version yes. mistake I've made. Oh, we no, used that's... to do that all the time with jerk practice sketches. Is just change it. And then save it as the same file. So we, oh, we'd be like, no. wait, we thought that last one was funny. And you go, well, now it's, it's gone. Not because oh. we don't, we'll never have that back because I'm never oh, going in. And- Who was I having that conversation? Wasn't that, wasn't I having that conversation with you guys that you, or one of you, that you, you start working on something and it doesn't work, but you don't toss it. You sort of keep it because you might be able to come back and use that idea in a, on another project. My aforementioned friend Vicky talks about that with design. I mean, we have that stuff. We'll we'll try and bring something in and attend too often, I think, like a bit that works and we'll bring it into. And usually that's just a bit like long pauses have been working lately. So we think. So let's carry those over. Or uh, Warren G. Harding references have been uh, a taste mm. treat lately. So let's maybe pepper a few of those through the next show. I don't know. Hmm. I, I don't. Hmm. Yeah, there's no reason to throw anything away yeah. ever that Not anymore, especially digitally. Yeah. In the digital age, and we had computers back then. Obviously. I don't know why we, we just, kept it on computers. Yeah. Didn't have Google Docs at that point. I had a filing cabinet. Google Docs <laughs> does it for you now, where you you can write over and over it again, but it keeps the whole history that oh. you can just slide back through. Oh, well, no same kidding. as Microsoft in on. Uh, oh. Edit mode or whatever, yeah. yeah. You see the most it's recent rough, changes. Though, like oh, so yeah, it gets change. messy. You're like, I can't follow this. Yeah, yeah. it's all scratched through. Yeah. Mm. So I was going to say, sometimes it's nice to just leave it all behind. Start clean, yes. clean slate. Yeah. Tabula. I'm in Arasa. Nipula. Arasa. That's that's. Hee-haw! That's an hour. Perfect. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. Chapter 26 of When Passion Rules by Joanna Lindsay. That's my sister. Alana drifted in and out of sleep. Nightmares woken her twice. She dreamed that she was drowning again, suffocating again. Those two horrible events today had been so similar. She wasn't surprised they'd been blended together in her dreams. But then she reminded herself that Kristoff had saved her life today. He'd also caught the man who'd attacked her. She felt so safe when she was with him, and knowing he was there beside her lulled her back to sleep. The large bed helped. It was so comfortable. She couldn't even feel the robe anymore that it constricted her when she'd crawled into bed. She must have shrugged it off when it got too warm under the covers. But the warmth was perfect now, even with Kristoff's body next to her adding to it and just like today by the hearth in the in that cottage 
when his heat had ended that nightmare. A soft orange glow from the fireplace filled the room. She wasn't surprised that she would want to re-examine the kisses that Kristoff had introduced her to. But she wondered, well, I got a little page stuck here. Paige looks a little juicy. I wonder what's going on. Come on now, Paige. Oh, where was I? How, how she could remember his taste this strongly. Then she knew. She must have cried out and awakened him. And this was his way of soothing away her fears so she could sleep again. The velvet softness of his lips. The rasp of his tongue. The way her pulse began racing, even the pounding of her heart, not exactly soothing. Dear God, make me a bird so I can fly far, far, far away from here. The wintry smell of his hair filled her nostrils with his mouth moved to her neck. When tingles spread down her arm from it, she was not having a stroke. She was feeling everything she'd felt before, and maybe a little more. His hand was on her bust breast. His mouth was on her breast. His mouth was on her breast? Question mark. That was hot. Drawing a moan from her as it sent tendrils of pleasure to her core. And betwixt between her legs, a friction. Oh, God. Nothing that had happened before was as exciting as this. She sacked in her breath again, yet again, held it tight. Whatever had been building inside her was so wondrous, felt so amazingly good, that even her breath was now held in thrill, waiting for it to let her go. Then it did, releasing the most erotic pleasure imaginable. It washed over her in repeated waves. She expelled her breath in a groan that was loud, even to her own ears. Ouch. Toes curled, curled, a smile on her lips. She, she still felt that pulse throbbing between her legs. She was so drained, so tired, too tired to wonder about it. Tomorrow she would, ellipses. But the warm cocoon surrounding her suddenly fell heavy. She spread her legs to get them out of the way. Something hard slid across that pulse, making her start, reminding her it was still there. Open your eyes, Lorna. You melted for me. Now melt with me. I want to give you more pleasure. And I want to see how much pleasure it will give to me, too. Make love to you. What a Lubinian he is, isn't he? <laughs> oh, man. When she opened her eyes, she saw Kristoff's handsome face there above her. Lambent blue eyes. A, a gallant, a grainlant, a, uh, what was it? A girlant, a Gaelic smile on his lips. Warm enough to melt snow. Much better, he said. I was beginning to think you fell asleep again. She almost laughed. <laughs> sleep, though, through what just sleep through what just happened. But she was still savoring the delicious languor she was floating in. 
Even his weight felt right now, perfectly distributed upon her, a welcome change that put him within her reach. She gave in to the, to the urge to touch him, putting her hands on his barren shoulders, running them over the thick muscles of his arms, which he was leaning on to keep his chest off hers. He was still naked. Hadn't she objected to that? What could she have been thinking? His goldy body was so magnificent. It was stimulating her senses. It was guilty to the rushes. With such bulging strength, he was almost barbacarically masculine, <laughs> yet beautiful. She wondered if she could adequately describe him for Henry, so he could make her a carving of him like this. She loved that. He was watching her intently. He seemed fascinated by the way her fingers were examining him. She didn't care. She didn't feel the least bit shy. Shh. In fact, she smiled at him and teased. This is a nice dream, she chuckled. I wish my dreams were so erotic. In a deeper timber, he said, Actually, they are, but let's not wake up from this one, eh? He was kissing her so fast. She guessed he didn't really want her opinion on that. She gave it to him anyway by kissing him on the back. Wait, by kissing him back. But she hurried a kiss, or a nice hard kiss right on the back. <laughs> but sharing a kiss so wholeheartedly with him might not have been a good idea. So quickly the languor was gone. So quickly a high degree of passion was there between them, and it wasn't just coming from him. It was as if she couldn't get enough of him, but, but had to try. She seemed to rise around them. His back was now slack. There she tried to grip it, forcing her to wrap her arms around his thick neck instead. It was slack between her legs, too. That hardness was sliding across the pulse point there so easily. My God, Megan's, Lindsay, back and forth, briskly stimulating. It was building up again, that amazing tension that kept getting stronger and stronger. Well, she knew now where it led, she knew. Are you sh- Are you sure, eh? If he said another word, she'd scream. So would I, quite frankly. It was akin to panic. Stay quiet, you Lubinian. It was akin to panic, the urgency that was upon her. She dragged his mouth back to hers and then gasped. Had that been pain? It was gone too quickly to be sure. But she was filled with heat. Deeply filled with heat. Deeply filled with it. And, and, oh, oh, God. The crescendo. She'd been heading toward peaked again, but it was different, so much more gratifying. This way, with this heat still moving her, prolonging the exquisite pleasure, sounds a little Grandpa Joe, and such a Charlie, and such a wealth of tenderness, filling her too, for there's a voice, for the man who had given her this gift, a luxury, too bravely allow that emotion. She actually wished it could stay. But the glow stayed. 
even after he shared in that beautiful gift and collapsed on her completely, she held him close. But he was mindful of his weight, a soft kiss to her neck, her cheek, her back. Then, ro- then he rolled over to the mattress. But he wasn't done with her. He drew her close to his side, even pulled her leg across him before he put his arm firmly across her back. He kept her there, hand gently smoothing the hair back from the cheek that was impressed to his chest. She sighed deeply. Man, I got got so much going on in my mouth. (laughs) She's thick. She sighed deeply in contentment, so relaxed, sublimely comfortable, curly to curl against him. That was nice, she said drowsily a moment before she succumbed to the sweet languor and drifted away into it. Boats against the current, backs against the breaker, no. Next week, tune in to chapter, I don't know what it was, chapter 27, where we find out that Luby is a really nasty slur. Be well, good night, and sweet, sweet back kisses from your lovely lady, Eddie Rue Lindsay.